0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Media Buffet podcast. I'm your co-host, Matthew Fletcher. And I'm your second co-host, Kendall Bynes. And today we're going to be discussing our favorite uh, TV shows and movies from 2022, along with some honorable mentions and recommendations for each other. Um, Before we get into it, though, be sure to follow us on all social media at Media Buffet Pod. We have Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube. And if you have any questions or suggestions for us, feel free to email us at mediabuffetpod at gmail.com. And with that, we're ready to get into it. So we're going to start off with our top 10 TV shows. Would you like to start us off, Mr. Kendall?
1: Sure thing, sure thing. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, Kubo, forgive me uh, for, you know, ranking this, you know, so low on the list. Um, Oh, should we sorry should we preference real quick it's all it's animation
0: anime live action just everything throughout the year
1: yeah it's it's tv shows so that could be anything um uh, when i put this together you know i didn't have uh it wasn't in a top 10 list again this was just you know what i consumed and what i thought were like the 10 not like in any order but Mm. uh again you know forgive me for having this so you know early on in the list but i believe that everybody should watch this but you got to start with the first series first. And my first entry is Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. I mean, what can I fucking say? The art style, the music. It's just a masterpiece from start to finish. And it's just hilarious, um, especially if you see what I have as like the, Now, again, I don't have these numbered, but uh, what's in the number one spot. Uh, it's just hilarious. You'll see why. But everybody had been waiting on Bleach it was like you know they were starting to lose faith because when you see stuff like hunter hunter uh go on hiatus for so long it's like well you know i don't think they're ever gonna pick it up and i think a, a, a year ago or now two years ago uh one of the production uh, heads down there at uh, shueisha and uh is it shueisha studio Periot or whatever uh had actually died and usually in japan and stuff like that when a voice actor somebody uh, heads of the studio something like that dies usually they axe production just out of respect so, everybody was like, oh, man, Bleach is probably not going to get that final season picked up, even though everybody had been waiting on it. We had rumors and stuff like that. So, to finally see it get picked up, uh, they said it was going to be uncut, and I've already seen some stuff that was cut. But, again, you know, it's been, like, years since mm-hmm. it's been on the air. So, to finally have it come back with uh English dub, uh, i watch it in sub just because it's faster it comes out the day of, or at least the day after. Um Everybody's back at least that I know in the English dub we did have one voice actor die and that was for uh Keisuke Orhar. but I mean you can't he's he's dead, you can't really do anything about that. Um but like so far yeah, uh, Shiro Sagisu, I, I want to say I pronounce his name right. He's still doing the music and he's done remixes to his original tracks from the show. And if you know me, like music is like I said uh, the other day uh, music is a big thing for games and it's also a big thing for, uh, setting the atmosphere and, uh, you know, animes, TV shows and stuff like that. And the music here, if you watch neon Genesis Evangelion, you know who this guy is. You've heard his work before. He, you know, he puts, he, he puts the, the OSTs in there. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. So Bleach number 10, not number, but this is my first entry. So it would be the number 10 spot.
0: Right. It's a great pick. You know, I'm still not through the original, i've just watched so many other things but i even i noticed the hype for this new uh chapter in bleach so i think it's a great pick my number 10 is anime as well it's chainsaw man um i'm i've not completed it as well but just everything i've seen is just like what everything i want in the anime it's like a really unique story the art style is so pretty to look at that's weird to say but um (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just having a really good time with it and just the few episodes i've seen it's already on my top 10 of the entire year so that's saying
1: something yeah that's, that's hilarious because number nine for me is chainsaw man season one <laughs> i initially didn't like this show at least the concept because like oh my god it's another show where a dudes inhabited by a demon we got demon not demon slayer uh, i mean, his sister was inhabited by a demon but um uh, You know, we have so many protagonists with, like, demons being, like, their main thing. But, like, this story does it different. Um, I'm not a fan of these, like, I guess, uh, these new age, what you would call them, animes. But, like, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man. I wouldn't count Bleach because it was finished way before, uh, you know, these started. But um, you can tell Bleach is going in a different direction. But these new-gen anime and stuff like that. You know, I, I take back what I said initially. I actually like this show. Um, you know, the, the concept of, you know, just demons being made up of, like, different things. Just, like, common fears and stuff like that. And then they manifest into, uh, you know, like, physical things. It's kind of similar like uh, similar to Jujutsu Kaisen, which is... I don't have Jujutsu Kaisen on my list, which is funny. Because I love that, too. But um, I think they just had the movie uh, in 2022. So that's why I didn't have it. Uh, but, yeah, Chainsaw Man. You got the blood, the gore... Uh, I like what music there is. Again, it's not like, uh, you know, what I'm used to. It's it's more like EDM, up-tempo stuff, uh, considering the high-octane action and stuff like that. But uh, initially, I counted this show out, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. But a friend of mine recommended it to me, and I gave it a shot, and uh, you know, I like what I saw. And I think we can all, at least me, we can all relate to Denji. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> man, that dude is thirsty. Twenty-four-seven. <laughs> what did uh, you say? Um, you don't care for Demon Slayer,
1: is that what you said? Yeah, I don't care for Demon Slayer. Damn,
0: dude, are you gonna, you're gonna you getting us canceled. That is his opinion. I really enjoy Demon
1: Slayer, so yeah. I'm just putting that out there. So, <laughs> don't, I just, I just want to say, uh, UFO table carried. <laughs> and for those I mean, who haven't seen the ending, I'm not going to spoil it. But for those who haven't seen the ending, you'll probably change your tune. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I mean, on our last podcast, I probably um, got a lot of hate for my music takes. So today, you know, let it be Kendall. I mean, um, this is just one. (laughs) You had like three (laughs) talents. Those were good picks, whatever. Okay, number nine for me is a really odd show, The Rehearsal. I don't know if anyone is familiar with it. It's uh, on HBO Max, and it is a show from Nathan Fielder. He does like really dry... Um, slapstick humor in a way he has a show called nathan for you and it's very on the same page so his thing is i don't know if the show is real still or if it's all scripted but it is so funny the premise is is he is anxious about every day of his life so no matter what he has to do no matter how small it is like if he just has to go to the grocery store he pays actors and builds sets to rehearse everything that could possibly happen so nothing could go wrong. So he did that for himself and he was succeeding. So he decided to hey, this is a good service and he's going to do it for other people. So people pay him to do this. Like this the first episode I think the guy is nervous to tell one of his best friends that I think he has feelings for um that he has been lying about his college education this entire like 10 years of their friendship. So Nathan comes in and he, he goes, they even track down the friend and get all her details and kind of like interview her to see what she's like. And like, they fake everything. And so this, the place that he's going to come out to her as like um line is a bar. So this so Nathan and his team build a full uh, replica of the exact bar with everything the same the seats and then they get actors and they just rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and um it, it's just it's so odd i kept getting recommended uh that recommendations yeah i kept getting recommendations of the show and it, it's out there but it's so funny um i couldn't get enough that the last sequence of the show is just like it is so funny it's breaking it's broke down where he's rehearsing like every single detail and then he messes up. So he goes back and rehearses something else. So yeah, that is on HBO max. If you want to check it out.
1: That sounds like some weird Eric Andre type skit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: the whole show, but it's like dry. It's so dry. So it's funny.
1: All right. Well, my number seven, again, uh, I'm just saying the numbers just so I know my place, but these are in no way ranked. But my number seven here will be My Hero Academia season four. Um, I, look, I'm a, I'm a little biased. I like Miracle, okay? Okay, don't, don't. But, you know, what else can I say? I, I like the other, the previous seasons better so far. I will say I know where this is going because, I, uh, I, you know, I've had the manga spoiled for me on Twitter. Um mm. Damn. But yeah, <laughs> I've had a lot of sp- shit spoiled for me on Twitter, but I, I like spoils anyway. So it doesn't, you know, it Yeah, I just, yeah, just want to see how, you know, how it gets adapted and where it goes. But, you know, I see where things are going. So, you know, the seasons uh, for me was, you know, it took a while to get started. And I, I will say like the other seasons, as soon as they came out, I immediately binged them. This season, I put it off. Uh, and I don't know what that is. You, you know, usually when I start watching like a bu- uh like a boatload of anime and stuff like that, I kind of do take a break and start watching live action shows or rewatching stuff like from my childhood and stuff like that because you, you you can't watch anime all the time, especially. Uh, no, you when, need a break. Yeah, yeah, especially when you've been watching as long as I have. Uh, so you start to go back to your comfort shows. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: for me, you know, this was like I I put this off to watch it, but you know, I appreciate what this season's doing, but you know, um the animation is okay. I don't like that little filter they do when there's like a lot going on in the screen, but I see why they do it. Cause like people with epilepsy and stuff like that, but you know, it's my hero season four. Again, I like the other seasons better, but like, you know, I, I didn't see a drop in quality in terms of like the writing and pacing and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, I am here, but yeah. Um, great show. I'm still not caught up on that season. Cause like he was saying, um, when I go through anime phases, I will, like, watch it for, like, a month or two straight and just binge and binge. It just, it gets too much. So, then I switch to, like, live action shows, too. Yeah. Can't watch it um, out loud. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing it, and you know how. they will be like, ah! Yeah, so don't, just, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, one other you... thing, um, yeah, um, I feel like My Hero gets a lot of hate. And I think that's the fan base, though. Yeah, it's it's just the fan base, man. Yeah, the fan base is so toxic. But and one other thing, he's not kidding when he says he likes spoilers. I I swear to God, every single time we're going to a movie,
1: he looks up the ending and it pisses (laughs) me off so much. Here's the thing, though. I don't, it's not like I tell him, oh, this is supposed to happen. I don't tell him unless he asks. So no, like, but
0: he's just sitting there so unamused at the ending. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And I'm like, of course you did. You looked it up. I don't like surprises. No. <laughs> I'll get you one day. I'll throw you a surprise party. We'll see. You might have a heart attack. <laughs> All right, well, that's a great pick. I still got to catch up with the newest season but um my number eight is andor this is a star wars original show on disney plus um really surprised me because it kind of came out of nowhere they they talked about it a few years ago but nobody was interested because it's about this character uh cassian andor uh, from the rogue one movie but in that movie i mean this is a spoiler if you haven't seen rogue one but they die at the end, like all of them die. So everybody's like, why are they gonna do a show about a character we know is dead? So it's like before he's dead uh, and leading up to those events. Um, but yeah, man, it just, it blew me away. Even though I know the ending, like he's gonna die, it still surprised me week to week. And I think it's the best Star Wars um, we've gotten in, I don't know, a very long time because a lot of stuff in Star Wars could be fan y you know, it's not like you, you're watching it. And you're like, oh, this is cool. There's lightsabers. But it's like, ah, uh, this isn't like a five star movie or show, you know. So it's good. They got like really good actors in Star Wars and really good writers and the drama. It's very, very good. Um, It would be higher. But the shows on this list, I think, are a little better. So, think, yeah, it's just what's up? You think Andor is better than Mandalorian? Ah, uh, I think maybe... Um, the writing could be better, you could say, and like the shot for shot, maybe. But I'm a Mandalorian Stan. I'm a fiend, I can't wait for it. season three is about to come out, so I'm very excited for that. Um, and for everybody, I am a huge Star Wars fan. So
1: left we'll the lightsaber. I know you got it
0: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the wall. <laughs> he's got. I think he's got two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got two. But, yes, I'm a a big Star Wars fan, but even I could say, like, the genre has been lacking for quite some time. Like, uh, the newest, you know, with um, uh, Daisy Ridley and stuff, like, she did great and everything, but, like, the story just makes no sense. So, it's really good that they're getting, like, serious directors and writers back into Star Wars. So, that's why it's my number eight.
1: My number six, then. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah okay yeah my number six happen <laughs> i have no clue because i did bleach chainsaw man my hero so i'm on number six here
0: i don't know maybe okay. you went twice and we didn't know <laughs> let
1: me see one two three. maybe i can't count yeah maybe i can't count anyway next one on the list i'm just gonna do it like that maybe i can't count uh <laughs> atlanta series finale it would have been higher again mine aren't really ranked i thought this was your one yeah, mine aren't really ranked. These are the ones that just came to my head when I uh thought about uh twenty twenty two. And what I watched. Uh, again, because one of these, I don't I don't I gotta double check, but I'm pretty sure one of these did not come out in twenty twenty two. It might have been twenty twenty one. But anyway. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I kept watching this one thing. You'll you, you'll probably know what it is. But anyway, Atlanta series finale. Uh what the fuck can I say about that? Uh <laughs> this season yeah, was really out there. The ending mm. was, uh, you know, not what I expected. And I, again, I was in the forums and uh, Reddit and shit looking up, like, you know, people analyzing stuff, looking up the ending, the spoilers and stuff like that. I was all, all up in that shit. Uh, and I still didn't see this coming. I hate saying this, but I'm glad it's over. Because, you know, some people don't know when to walk away when uh, the series is finished.
0: Mm, but I think, yes. you
1: know, Donald yeah. set out to do what he did. He accomplished it uh while the show was going on it was the most talked about show i will say maybe fans and stuff uh, and the accolades dropped off around season three season three yeah um sadly man but uh everything was still strong it was a strong finish especially the episode about the goof who sat by the door like yeah. you, like i watched this with my mom and she thought like you know me i knew what it was uh you know uh because atlanta, it's atlanta yeah. i knew yeah. what you know to expect but uh she thought that was real until the dude, uh I don't want to spoil too much, but like, you know, something the happens glove. and then they just show uh photos. So when the goofy shoes came on, uh she knew it was fake. <laughs> With <laughs> but, the glove too. Yeah, that, that shit was just hilarious. And just like the the pictures that they made for that episode, like and then they had the nerve to play the actual uh eye to eye from um uh, I'm gonna forget the guy's name. Uh Anyway, they played the song from the Goofy movie, uh, Eye to Eye. Yeah, yeah, So like really solidified, and I think at the beginning, um, they had the Disney stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this is affiliated with this." Like, so it looked like a real documentary that episode, and it was just hilarious. But like, that's what I've come to expect about Atlanta, and I just love how it kind of wrapped back into season three. Uh, with, uh, if you really paid close attention is, uh, again, the, the episode was called the goof who sat by the door, which is, uh, ma- not making fun of, I wouldn't have laughed at that, <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, making a reference to the spook who sat by the door, uh, which was a real mm-hmm. documentary. Um, but it went back to, uh, episode, an episode in season three where, uh, the main character paper boy was in, uh, I want to say it was what Germany. I forget where they were exactly.
0: Yeah. It was Germany or Sweden.
1: Yeah, uh, but Might he was been Sweden. Yeah, he was having like an acid trip or something like that the whole episode, and he kept yeah. <laughs> replaying the day. But if you look close at the opening frame, you'll see he's in the goofy hat, and he's literally sitting by. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just like little details like that. Um, and I love Man, following yeah. the writers and stuff on Twitter because they'd be posting shit about the episode. Me too. Yeah, and whoever owned the account uh, while the show was going, they were just posting. Y'all see this shit? It was like it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love interacting yeah. with it. And I don't think we'll get, like, another show like this with as much interaction as we did for a while. No. And um, something
0: cool they really did with the in uh, the last season is if you go on, like, Hulu or just, like, the description on cable TV, like, they're writing, like, ah, oh, hell, they're back again with this bullshit. You know, stuff like that. And the is so special at doing, like, making everything feel real, as wild as it is, you know. Um, I'll speak on it a little more later cause that's a little higher on my list. But, um, number seven, I have Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker, uh, really came out of nowhere and surprised a lot of people because, um, it's, it's from James Gunn and it's a HBO max special. And as most people know now, James Gunn is the new head or co-head of DC and, um, And I'm really happy about that because I love his work. But anyways, he redid the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker was on the show. But he was really one of the least interesting characters on the movie. And a lot of people didn't want the show. But man, this made me a really big fan of this character that I had no interest in. The music choices that James Gunn always pulls is like, off the wall like you've never heard it but it, like I immediately downloaded like every song that I heard. It was so good. The show is surprisingly emotional and it has John Cena as its lead. So, let that sink in, you know? Um the show really made me a believer that John Cena is a good actor. Like before this, I was just like, "Ah, he's, you know, another wrestler turned actor." But man, he he really showed his acting chops. He had me super emotional, and then I was like, snap out of it. I'm like, why am I getting emotional at fucking John Cena, you know? But this show is one of the best comic book shows we've had in recent years. I think it is better than the most recent Marvel TV shows by a pretty far margin. No, for for real, though, there's not one episode that I think they missed on. Um, The CGI is always perfect. The actors are a lot better um but yeah overall peacemaker is just really impressive
1: yeah i was gonna say i, w- I wasn't making that face because i was disagreeing i was like yeah that's not like a hard feat to do and i feel like that's kind of because like if you look into uh you know if you ask the public dc in terms of movies is not you know up there marvel has been you know having a lead for that so they feel like they can get away with you know lesser quality stuff so you know dc is like at least and again movies aside their, their little shows their animation and stuff they have to be on it like i said um and, yeah, John Cena, I, I always felt like he was a good actor. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of wrestlers turned actors. But him and Batista are up there.
0: Yes. And, you know, um, Batista's been getting a lot of shine recently. And, like, he's been getting dramatic. He's starting to get dramatic roles as well. But I, John Cena, for me, is still better after watching this show. Yeah. But we'll see to come, you know. Um, and I always thought John Cena, like, he wasn't bad. But he never got, like, the chance. the defining role. Yeah. He never got the chance to show his range. And so James Gunn really showed his range and a lot of people are paying attention now.
1: And I think that's more to do with like, again, no, you know, I'm not taking away from John Cena here, but like, I think that has more to do with like the the chemistry between the actors, the directors and the writers and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. If you get good direction, you know, you can bring the performance out to its fullest. So, you know, but
0: what about The Rock?
1: No. Yeah.
0: No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude plays the same role in every single movie.
1: Yeah, I, I think I've seen a meme about that. And I was like, I know one of those from The Rundown because I, I own the the DVD of The Rundown. The Rundown,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. good That's movie. A, I, I like that it. movie. Like, yeah, looking
1: yeah. back, he does play the same role, so it kind of gets boring. So
0: I would say the one he's kind of different in um, when he's kind of just starting out was Walking Tall. I don't know if you've seen that one.
1: I like that with Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, Chris Walken, which was funny too, walk and talk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a remake from
0: a movie. Yeah, I don't know, back in the '80s or something. But it's it's good, and he shows that he can act if he wants. But you know, ever since then, he's just this muscle head guy in every movie. So
1: I don't want to get too much on uh, the Rock, but there was another movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That I feel like he played a good role in, but that's because he was playing a caricature of somebody who was like a, a you know, a bodyguard that wanted to turn an actor. So he's making fun of like, you know, oh, yeah. these people that go out and try to do the, uh... basically it was, I wouldn't say he was mocking himself, but people like him, like wrestler turn actor stuff. I forget what it was called, but it was with John Travolta, um, mm-hmm. Christina Milian. I forget what it was. It was a, a sequel. The first one was called Get Shorty, but I forget what this one was called. But yeah, I'm not going to keep talking about uh, The Rock. Uh, so number six, uh, I have Al- Abbott Elementary, specifically season two. Season one, you know, they had to set up so it was a little slow. You're getting to know the characters. It was like a lot, uh, you know, you're just getting to know these characters. But season two was like, uh, you could just start, you know, fleshing out the world a bit, uh, people's relationships, and like start pushing a little bit of the boundaries. And, we, you know, you still get to learn a lot about these characters, but then you also get like the the holiday episodes and stuff like that. But I really like season two, especially I don't uh, now the day of this release, uh, the latest episode is uh, when um, have you seen it? I don't want to spoil it, by the way.
0: Um, I don't think I've seen the
1: what episode are we on three? I forget the number, but uh, his dad comes back about the gardening.
0: Yes. Yes, that's OK. Great.
1: OK. Yeah. OK. So I didn't want to spoil it. So, again, when this comes out, you'll probably have already seen it if you're already watching the show. But uh, I didn't want to spoil it. But um, basically, I love that episode just because the casting again is great. They really oh, do look like that dad. And son. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but like the way they act, and uh, you know, he's like, uh, season one, he was like, I didn't want to take over the, you know, the gardening business and I wanted to be a principal. That was uh, Gregory's character. Uh, you kind of see him growing. He's like, now I want to be a teacher. You know, I love, I love gardening, but not in a traditional sense. Because he made a metaphor. Like, I love gardening, but not like, you know, uh, actual soil, dirt gardening, but like nurturing students and watching people grow and uh, helping build their confidence and stuff like that. So I think it's a good show for uh teachers and stuff like that uh like it just shows you like uh again it's satire but uh it's like it does show you like these relationships and people's upbringing and stuff like that but it also brings awareness to like these uh smaller schools and stuff like that and how hard these teachers actually work and stuff like that because if i remember correctly the show is based off uh one of quintus teachers or something like that yes yes and again congratulations mm. to those two cuz uh so I, I say those two but I mean obviously the actors who played uh, and I guess Quint as a writer but Quinta, Quinta Brunson and uh Tyler James Williams cause I believe they just won awards at the uh what is it? Golden Globes Golden Globes yeah. yeah I don't watch that stuff <laughs> I really don't I just see uh who wins on Twitter and stuff afterwards the only I really don't even watch award shows like that anymore uh, I mean, maybe the Grammys of somebody I know, not personally, obviously, but somebody I know is about to, or is up for, a, uh, not a reward, nominated or something like that, and uh, I think the Grammys is probably it, but yeah, congratulations to those two.
0: Yeah, congrats to Quinta, man. She's really been everywhere since the show. It's been gaining so much traction. She was on New Year's Eve, like the uh, TV, you know, the show when they do the ball drop, she was on there, and she's been on like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. She's just been everywhere. And yeah, she won uh, the Golden Globe and so did Tyler. And then at the Critics' Choice Awards, the actress that plays Barbara, I can't remember her name. I forget her name. <laughs> but she won for Best Supporting Actress on a comedy or musical TV show. And I, I am one for award shows. I like it, especially this year because a lot of things that I love this year are nominated. Um... And we're speaking of the garden scene. I love that they brought that back from, was it the past season?
1: Yeah, that was the first season.
0: So that was great to see where he's like secretly tending to the garden because these idiots are like killing all the plants. So, man, I love that show, but it, it didn't quite make my list. It's in, you know. Uh, So my number six isn't actually from this year, but it's the first time I've ever watched it, and it's One Punch Man. I love freaking love One Punch Man. I know it's so old, it's so old, but this is the first time I've ever seen it, and I think it is the funniest anime I've ever seen. I love the main character and just the animation style, dude. It's it's funny. I've never seen an anime like this, and I kept putting off watching it because like I was watching my hero, and I was like, ah, I don't really want to watch another hero show, but it's so different. Um. This dude is amazing. His theme song is so good. I love the opening music to, to the season. Opening.
1: Season one's ending was perfect. I love it. That's good too. Yeah, yeah.
0: One punch. I love that shit. But um, we're finally getting a, a new season. I think coming
1: out this year, they finally announced. And um, yeah. I don't know why it took so long. Because COVID and uh i don't know if it was their studio but there was a bombing or like some kind of gun threat at a japanese animation studio a while back so they had to take more precautions and stuff like that but because oh, yeah. of, you know okay. yeah but you know how japan works uh they're animated to death and stuff like that but they're so tightly packed that with covid they still had to be on like uh heavy precautions and stuff
0: right well yeah anyways um i didn't know all that actually that's there there was, like, a bomb threat at their studio, is what you're saying?
1: I think it went off. Like, somebody actually bombed oh, the studio and shit. killed people. But I I, I want to say it could have been a gun, but I know somebody was, like, a bunch of people were killed at animation studio.
0: Because it was, like, taking too long on the No, season? I think they no, were, no, like, I'm,
1: upset I'm, I'm, at somebody's ending or something like that. It was like, this ending... What? Stuck. Yeah, <laughs> They're crazy. Christ. They're crazy. Yeah, anime
0: <laughs> fans are kind of loonies, bro. But, uh, yeah, man, One Punch is... It's climbed the ranks to my top animes of all time just after watching it the season's not long but it's i think it's perfect there's nothing i would really change and it's it's very comedical and i just love that this normal dude decided to train like hard as fuck to become one punch, you know.
1: Well, here's that's the joke though. He didn't really train that hard, like the the workouts. He no, did yeah, were, like, yeah, average. Yeah. But he just got lucky as hell. But
0: he did them like every single day, and like, like you said, again yeah. though, <laughs> it's like is there <laughs> no, average workouts? No, no, I mean, if realistically that shit went turn you so, to saying, like a god, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's it's animation, so I mean,
1: and there's also I'm not gonna spoil something, but that gets explained later on how he got his powers and stuff like that, because obviously. Even in his universe, people were training yeah. just as hard as he was, like the old, I forget his name, but Garu's Master. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He trained obviously he trained like that too, and he doesn't got those powers. So something's up. Yeah, but, it's um, funny
0: he trained so hard, like he lost his hair. And um when he's fighting is like my favorite thing because he He's so unamused. He'll just be like, "Huh," oh, and like the person fighting them will be going fucking insane. They're hardest they've ever fought and they can't even touch him.
1: I don't know. Those mosquitoes beat his ass, though. <laughs> hey, he, <laughs> he, prevailed. he prevailed. He <laughs>
0: prevailed.
1: But, um, yeah, so one punch man. I suggested that. Yeah, like I, he said, I suggested at the same time as my hero, just because again, it's yeah, a yeah. hero thing. And I was like, yo, he, he'll probably like this. I didn't know. I thought you had watched it, it then. I didn't know you uh, were just now watching it.
0: <laughs> there was like, I was, He always gets on my ass because like the, whoa, whoa, whoa. He gets on my case, oh. I should say. <laughs> because he recommends me so much stuff and I don't usually watch it because I'm already stuck on a different it's just anime. Because they're
1: perfectly curated. You heard, you heard yeah, him yeah. say I'm two for two right now. <laughs> I'm two for two. What was the, my the hero. other one? Oh, My Hero.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um like <laughs> he's recommended me one that most people have told me about is Psychopath. So um I've watched actually a good bit of episodes. I just have to finish it.
1: Yeah, Psychopath ain't for the faint of heart. Uh, I literally found that one just uh it's not on the list or not even recommendations. But there was a new season, I believe, recently. But um
0: I think so. I yeah.
1: found it because um I looked up top ten anime openings. And this was like a long time ago. And I was like, oh my God, that looks good. I'll actually watch the show because the animation was great. And I actually liked the show. I bought the movie. Um, I want one of those Dominators too, but.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. well. Yeah, I'm weird when it comes to recommendations because like somebody will tell me to do this. And I'm like, oh, since you told me, I don't want to. I want to find it myself, you know. <laughs> yeah, But it's usually, it's usually really good. So anyways, yeah. So number six was one punch man for me. What is your number six or five?
1: Number five, Sonic Prime Season One. I love Sonic, man. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you guys this. You should know this by now. Come on. Uh they don't know got... you. You gotta tell them. <laughs> <laughs> we did the intro. I, t- I told them about Sonic. You look you're gonna get me you're gonna get tired of hearing me say Sonic Tekken uh Kanye oh if Kanye oh if you ever get this act together. But um persona there's a bunch of things I'm, I'm gonna ramble on about that i like bloody roar but uh anyway sonic prime season one um i can't remember how many episodes it were because I, I i binge watched it immediately and fucking finished it uh, i'm probably gonna do a second watch uh later today um but sonic prime man this was like uh this was literally they said 2021 was a year of sonic and they always get that wrong they released uh i think the movie or something something came out but it wasn't big not, I want to say it was the remake. No, I want to say it was the remake of, uh, not remake, re release of Sonic Colors, and that failed. But, um, so the following year, they didn't say year of Sonic, but, I mean, this was the year of Sonic. We got the movie, Sonic Movie 2, excuse me, Sonic Movie 2. Uh, we got Sonic, uh, the, the, the end of the year was Sonic Prime. Uh, we got Sonic Frontiers, and we got the, the Symphony, I believe. Like, bro, was, the, this year was stacked. Uh, but Sonic Prime, uh, a new take on the show. It's not like Sonic X. It's not like Boom. The animation is similar to Boom, but, you know, it's a Netflix budget, so they got, l- like, a little bit more, um, you know, money to deal with. Uh, the animation's okay, uh, but because of the, the Canadian uh, laws about animation down there, they had to get all new uh, voice actors based in Canada and stuff like that. So, obviously, the voice actors are changed. But as far as Eggman, at least the main version of Eggman... I didn't notice that much of a difference, but uh, Mike Pollock is the GOAT when it comes to Eggman. Um, the Sonic voice actor, I think everybody was tired of uh, Roger Craig Smith. I love Roger Craig Smith. I think him and uh, Jason Griffith are probably the best iterations of Sonic. Fight me. This was my second hot take. <laughs> everybody likes, um, uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, that's, this is probably my third strike today right here. But uh, That's a burning take, I guess. Uh, I don't what know. Is, <laughs> what is his name? Ryan Drummond everybody likes ryan drummond but uh I, I don't like ryan i like jason griff better uh jason is probably my favorite but roger craig smith who also plays batman steve rogers in the the marvel's uh, avengers uh, assemble you know his voice i liked him for sonic and uh with this game sonic Frontiers, like i was saying uh I, I know we're supposed to be talking about the movies but basically everybody hated him because of the voice direction but you got to understand he's just doing what he's told but anyway we got a new voice actor new cast Uh, rouge for some reason is added to the main cast of sonic characters you know usually it's um amy Tails, knuckles sonic eggman obviously for the antagonist and stuff like that and maybe metal sonic maybe shadow because of popularity but you hardly ever see rouge and big the cat for that matter but you get like a lot of like if you're a a big sonic fan you'll know all these characters like the only people we're missing are probably cream vector I, i guess the rest of team chaotix uh, but again, this was part one of season one, I believe. So we'll definitely see more uh, down the line. But like this was a fresh new take on Sonic and it's coming off of like the movie stuff. So like um, the movie universe is different from the games, I want to say. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but like you can see they took influences from the movie that got popularized. So, I mean, I'm just looking to see what else is here.
0: Have um, they renewed it for another season? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're working on it as, as we speak. Righty. Well,
0: yeah, I'm not... I'm not really into Sonic like he is, but hey, that's okay. That's okay. I don't know the names he was uh, rambling off, but, (laughs) but hey, I'm sure listeners will. So I'm probably in the minority when it comes to that. You're not. No, (laughs) I, I've seen the Sonic movies and I've played some of the games, but that's kind of as far as I go. He knows every single detail and lore element, you know? So it's his life. Um, That's okay, though. I have other things like that, too. So going into my top five, at number five, I have The Bear. The Bear is a television show on Hulu that um, I just kind of stumbled upon. It was just popping up, and I I binged it. Like, it was very, very good. Um, The lead actor, I am blanking on his name right now, but he has um, been on Shameless and shows like that, but this is his standout role, and um, he's really just... He's blown me away. The way they shoot it is very, it's very, like, anxiety-fueled. You know what I mean? Like, the last episode, I guess I should say, so the show is about a chef, and he has a five, he, like, worked at the a five-star Michelin-star restaurant in, like, Paris and, like, all over the world, and he's, like, trained but um his brother owned this restaurant called the bear and they sell like cuts of meat and like sandwiches and stuff like that like in chicago so his brother passes away and he comes home and takes over the restaurant and it's really cool to see him do this because he's like a michelin star chef and everything but it's it's so intense there's like a lot of yelling and fighting it's just very intense because it's in chicago as well and As you know, Chicago is not really the best place. (laughs) But the last episode is one of the coolest things I've seen on TV all year. It's just it's like a 20 minute episode and the entire episode is a one take shot. There's no cuts at all. And it's just him cooking in the kitchen and all hell is breaking loose. And like you could just feel the anxiety and panic like rising throughout the episode. It is a very, very good show. And I would recommend it to anybody.
1: Yeah, I definitely got a bunch of ads for that on uh Hulu, um YouTube and stuff like that. I have seen a bunch of ads. I added it to my list, but I have been really slacking when it comes to live action. Like I said, I've been yeah. mainly watching uh comfort shows or shit. I've already seen like the endings too. Uh but it's definitely on my list. The
0: thing about the bear is um it's for everybody. So it's got like drama. It's classified as a comedy and like that lead actor's name, I just looked it up, is uh, Jeremy Allen White. And um, like, he's been winning all of these awards, but it's in the category of a comedy. But to me, it's a comedy. It's funny as hell, but it's really dramatic, and it's for everybody, even if you don't like cooking, you know. It just happens to be set in a restaurant. So that is my number five.
1: Okay, uh, number four. This is the last live action thing. Uh, I guess the, the genre here down, is yeah. the only different. But uh, you think, uh, considering what, uh, the the previous episode, you you think this would be higher? It was a three part documentary. Can you guess what it is? Jesus. Yes, genius, <laughs> genius. Okay. My bad. Look, My bad. <laughs> huge Kanye fan, man. Again, you're gonna get tired of hearing me say shit like this. Uh, again, I don't agree with his recent statements, but uh, this was before that. Okay. This was, like I said, this is why I put uh, Don to two uh, at my number one spot yesterday for uh, top projects in uh, 2022. Um, this was part of that rollout. So apparently, uh, Cootie Rock, I believe his name is, I-, I hope I didn't get any of that wrong, but I, I know that's his handle on uh, Instagram. Uh, he had been filming Kanye for like years, decades. And this is that footage basically. And it's just like, if you know me, one of my favorite songs by Kanye is um is one, Through the Wire. But two is, uh and I'm, now I'm blanking on the name because I'm fucking, I said Through the Wire first. But uh, Last Call, that's what it is, Last Call. And if you know the lyrics, like I know the lyrics, while you were watching that documentary, you literally got to see the lyrics play out like exactly how we said it. And that was my favorite thing. Like, you know, we're musicians. And me personally, like this, this uh, documentary really resonated with me because it's like, I feel like a lot of people aren't taking me seriously as an artist. I feel like you know maybe if I just got this chance, you know, I I clearly don't fit in with like the rest of my peers in terms of like you know hip hop and what it looks like and what it's supposed to be, at least in this day and age. Uh, But you know, I feel like if I would get this chance, I would definitely be like you know a big artist. And when Kanye finally got his chance, you know, you got to see that. But also in the documentary, you got to see a a little bit of his downfall there in the, uh, the show. And there, there wasn't like a lot of footage, I think, around. The 2008 era because obviously we know what happened uh, <laughs> uh what, what, what was it It was uh the taylor swift incident and then he went to uh hawaii and like really like went on his own and did uh you know we got my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. uh he came back i don't think he would he was talking to cootie rock like that so he didn't have any footage from that so like the next um uh, really available footage that they used for the documentary was um the donda rollout and stuff like that and uh I think they reused some old footage because it made sense to, you know, go back in time and stuff like that. But, like, you know, the documentary really really showed his uh, relationship with his mother, uh, other Chicago artists, and then uh, Rock Nation. And then so you got to see the an artists, and, you know, you got to see the beginning of the fall, and now in, like, you know, literally right in front of us, we got to see the end of the fall. Um, So, but, like, just, like, again, the reason I have it so high is just because, like, those first two episodes of the uh, the documentary that focused on you know the highs and getting there, so like just seeing him as a struggling producer, I it's relatable. Producer. relatable. Yeah, I man. see. I say producer first because you know that's how he got into the scene. Like you said, if it wasn't for the ghost production, I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> Again, last call. Uh, you got to see everybody play him in like Rock Nation. You know, he was playing his music. I, I will say, maybe he was playing it. You know, why are you playing it for the reception? It's what? Honestly, yeah, yeah.
0: She- He's just yeah.
1: But you know, you playing your music. You know, it's obviously better than uh, you know what everybody else you know doing at the time. And then you're sitting there doing all these beats for these other artists. And you know, you know, you don't got the jersey, you don't got the chain, like you was saying. So you're not giving you the time of day. But you know, we see where Kanye got. At one point, he was the best. Of he all got time. got. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say, um, you know, uh, this is, again. It was part of the reason that I said he was a top project for 2022. He broke the damn Apple's streaming platform when he was, uh, you know, doing this. She was like, everybody was waiting on, oh, where's this at? Where's this at? He really got people to watch him work out in the dang uh, Mercedes uh, stadium. Yeah. What other artist is doing that? (laughs) So, yeah. Number four, uh, the Genius three-part documentary. I can't recommend you watch it, you know, because, you know, the statement. Yeah, yeah. So that's. First two episodes. Yeah
0: that's my predicament so one of my biggest things is when I feel in a creative slump I love to watch uh, music documentaries especially like the struggle you know it's like very relatable like to see somebody go from nothing to the top of the top you know it's very inspiring um and I did not watch this yet when I was playing I was just about to watch it and then this dude just you know I just don't know if I could watch it after everything he's been saying and stuff. How long like that. did you
1: put it off? Cause that was the rollout for Donda Two. You listened to Donda Two, didn't you?
0: I did not watch it. No, I put it off and I put that off forever. It, yeah, I don't know. When it came out, I was like, I'm very weird about stuff. I have to be in the mood to watch it. So like, I just was not in the mood for that, and um, I just didn't want to watch Kanye, kinda. So
1: now it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know if I, I I need to say this. I don't know if Netflix still has the the actual do, uh, Netflix documentary still up. They might because it's you know Netflix oh, yeah. the title, but you know what happened to Kanye. I don't know if it's still up. I mean, you could probably find That's it somewhere, true, yeah. but I, I don't know for sure. I forgot to look that up. Well, and also
0: speaking on uh footage from my beautiful dark twist of fantasy, there is actually footage, but it's on YouTube. You've probably seen it, but it's like a little documentary on YouTube and it's footage of how they made it and stuff like that.
1: Well I think an issue with that was that it wasn't Cootie's footage so he didn't want to put it in that oh uh, no yeah mega clip. Yeah.
0: But it's a great pick overall. Um I love music documentaries of as I said. Okay, right, so but,
1: apparently it's still up. It's still up? It's still on Netflix.
0: Hey if you watch it that's on you. Watch it if you want but I we can't really recommend it I guess right? Yeah I'm not I'm not gonna recommend it. All right, but uh, going into my number four is Barry season three. It's um a show on HBO Max again. Uh, you'll see a lot of my stuff is from HBO Max. I just really drawn to that streaming service because I feel like they always put out quality. Uh, Their live action stuff, I should say, because uh, you know recently Velma came out on HBO Max, so it's kind of a joke. Um, but Barry is a show that follows Bill Hader. He created it and produces it and writes it. Um, A lot of people probably know Bill Hader from SNL. He's known as like the comedic guy, but he is an amazing dramatic actor as well. So the show, the premise of the show is it's an assassin that is depressed. So he's like a hitman and he gets these hits and he has to, one of his hits, he has to go to L.A., And, you know, I won't spoil it. But basically, he's just very depressed as what he does. Um, But he he stumbles upon this acting school because one of the hits he's there for in L.A., the student goes to this acting school. So he stumbles in and he's just like in love with the art of acting all of a sudden. So the show follows this assassin that wants to become an actor. And it's really funny because during the whole show he's doing these acting courses and getting pretty good at it but he's not good at it but behind the scenes he's still doing shady ass shit and killing people and stuff like that it is really funny one of the funny shows of the year but it's also one of the most dramatic shows of the year and it really does not get enough love but I feel like the quality is top notch season to season and uh this is season three as I said and it's the best season I think and it's already been renewed for a fourth one, too.
1: Yeah, I think out of, like, at least the older SNL cast, Bill Hader was uh, definitely up there, man. Love that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hilarious.
0: Yeah, he's great, man. He, he could really act, too, is the thing. And the cast is so good. Uh, the guy that played Fonz back in the day. Uh,
1: Henry he, Winkler, he, I want to say.
0: Henry Winkler, yeah. Or Wink, Winkle, I forget. But he, I think it was Winkler. Man, he is so good to see him again. Cause every role he's ever had, you know, has been like a goof or a comedy. Like he was in Click with Adam Sandler, and it was just funny. But uh, Bill Hader really gave him a chance to shine, and he's he could really dramatically act, and he just won for best supporting actor for the show.
1: Yeah. So it was Henry Winkler. Yeah. Uh, Henry Winkler. I don't know why. I just know knowledge like that off the bat. I just had to look that up. But yeah. <laughs> I've
0: been following this award season too, and I watched him win. And I I'm just blanking with names, but yeah, yeah.
1: it's just like Great random shit I bookmarked and clicked. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but now we're to our you know top three. So my number three anime. I mean shocker. Come on, dude. <laughs> I told you what it was. Uh, wow, the, the, the pilot episode. Uh, so number three, what is it? Uh, technically it is um uh i I guess you would call this like a seasonal thing but uh it's called uh jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean so this is part six but the whole story is like one big part but i guess you could say these stories are coming season so this is the part six um so everybody loved vento oreo or should i say golden wind uh part five uh last year with giorno giovanna uh this takes place a few years after that in florida uh, and this follows the first, and so far, only female protagonist, or JoJo, in the series, Jolene Cujo. Uh, so, basically, you know, she gets imprisoned. Uh, her being a Star, bad luck follows her. And she has these uh, stand abilities. I, I, I'm not going to get into stands. You can watch JoJo. There's a bunch of people you can watch online to figure out what a stand is, what JoJo is, and all that stuff. But, um, basically, you know, since he's a star, Bad luck follows her. And, uh, you know, part six is very bizarre. Like it says in the the title, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You'll learn a bunch of random facts in there. Uh, Crazy shit. This is the most anime anime I could honestly say. Like down to the art style. I will say Netflix uh, getting a hold of uh, JoJo's and doing this season really ruined the hype. Because everybody was waiting on this one. But Netflix likes to release stuff in batches now. Instead of just, you know, like serialized stuff. So part 5 took off because it was serialized and it released like a normal anime but part 6 you didn't really hear that much hype for after it initially got announced. Uh it's just honestly Hiro- Hirohiko Araki the creator uh is JoJo is like him sharing his music playlist cuz the stands and some of the people are literally named after western uh, artists. Now keep in mind they had to be changed like um for legal reasons. I'm trying to think of a, a name. So uh in part 5 um there was a stand that uh, Narancia had called uh, Aerosmith in the in the manga. It got changed to something because obviously Aerosmith is an American band, and they don't want to be referenced and stuff like that due to like legal reasons. So like, keep in mind some of the names are changed and stuff like that. But the the songs and the names of the uh, people are referenced like to like Western uh, culture and stuff like that. So like I said, it's him kind of sharing his uh, playlist and stuff like that. So Stone Ocean is a good watch. I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, I think, you know, releasing it in batches really lowered the uh, the hype train there. And then everybody was like, uh, because of the ending, and I, I, again, I guess because it is a female protagonist, uh, not a lot of people were into it. And they were kind of waiting on part seven to release which is a uh, steel ball run, but uh, I don't know if it has got announced yet. But again, David Production uh, does the animation and stuff like that. But this time around, Netflix got a hold of like uh, like the streaming rights, so it, they kind of butchered, uh, butchered it there. So, but you know, it is what it is.
0: So, does Netflix have full rights to JoJo now? Like, is it not streaming I don't anywhere know if- else?
1: I definitely seen it on Hulu, so I don't know if they have full rights, but they have rights to part six. So part six isn't gonna be anywhere else but uh Netflix.
0: Um that's that's a recommendation he keeps giving me is Jojo's, but um I still haven't seen that yet as well.
1: So it's very bizarre. And again, this is not one to watch out loud in English or uh Japanese, so beware. What? Or Japanese? Yeah. Japanese is worse. Oh my gosh. Japanese <laughs> is
0: worse. And then uh what number was that for you? number three number three okay going into my number three is alana season four um it's much higher in my list than him which i'm very surprised by because me and kendall are both like really really obsessed with alana and i feel like more than most people a lot of people like he said kind of fell off after season three because it was so different and each episode was following someone new but we still got some with the main cast but that's that's one of the best seasons, man. It's just it's so good. Um and season four is I think a perfect ending. I mean I'm greedy, so I would have loved to see yeah. more with Ern and uh, you know, his daughter Lottie and stuff like that. Um and Darius too, like get more personal. But I'm very happy with what we got and I think it's a perfect cap off for Atlanta. And Atlanta's just really special, man. It's like I like he was saying, I don't think we're gonna get another show anytime soon it's like this big of an impact on the culture you know and um we were kind of talking yesterday but about the music but uh Donald Glover really showcases artists on the show like as intros and stuff like that so yeah man Atlanta is one of my favorite shows of all time I love how weird it gets and meta it's like it's perfect, you know. It gets in your face about it, but it, it feels everything feels real in the show, which is hard to do when you have a show with uh, invisible cars and stuff, you know. And Teddy Perkins. I was hoping you mentioned you know? the invisible car. Yeah. And the <laughs> invisible car is one of the best things about the show because it's like an in-credit scene, and I think it's their only in-credit scene because um, there's
1: definitely it. more. I can't think of them, but there's more
0: i watched them all, but I don't, I don't recall, but the, because I kept bringing this up to Kendall, I was like, oh my God, the invisible car was the funniest part of the episode. And he thought I was crazy. What car? Yeah. He's that like, car. what are you talking about? So he, For him to believe me, I had to show him the clip, but <laughs> yeah, they just do way left field stuff, but they still make it feel real. And like, um, you know, the world feels authentic and it, it's a, it's a perfect show really in my opinion.
1: And again, like, I think due to, like, some of its popularity is due to just, like, them being active on Twitter and stuff like that. And a lot of their shows, like, it was like the boondocks and where, like, it was like a satirical, uh, analyzation, analyzation of, uh, you know, real world and stuff like that, uh, current events and stuff like that, um, but the characters and the actors really made the show, and I'm just now. I Man, came to, yes, the actors. Uh, the, the, there was another end credit scene. There was two that I can think of. The, the one with the jacket and the uh, the TLC episode.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> that jacket.
1: Yeah, and uh, we used to watch this uh on TV. Or at least me, uh, mm-hmm. we watch it live on TV, and then we talk to each other about like what we got in the episode. At least for the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and then um uh, I think I, either I went to college or I was watching it in college or it just came on at weird hours. Uh, so we just like binge the whole season and then talk uh, about it. So like when yeah, yeah. when I was watching on TV, I, I really didn't see the, um, the, uh, the invisible car. Cause I got up there. I, I knew there was going to be like something at the end credits, but like, I, I think, I guess I got up to the bathroom and somebody changed the channel. So I missed it. That,
0: but. yeah, that was season one too. Yeah. Um, and like he said, to highlight the actors, um, I feel like the show really boosted a lot of careers. Like uh, especially uh, Brian Tyrese Henry, man, he is just like on a different level now, and like it, he's been cast in everything. And you'll see, he's on my list for a role in a movie as well. But um, and I was about like Keith Stanfield, like you gotta mention Keith, man. Like Keith, man. After it's like after this show got popular, they just got. Any job they wanted, and Lakeith is he's a phenomenal actor, man. And just the um, uh, what's the
1: I just said it. Oh, you're talking about uh, oh, she's
0: good too, but no, his solo episode, uh, with um, I said it earlier, it's the character that's weird, like Michael Jackson looking Teddy Perkins, yeah. So the Teddy Perkins episode, just yeah, Lakeith really shows you know his acting chops and that. And I, the show is just perfect in my eyes.
1: Yeah, Uh, I just wish can't uh, say enough. uh, Yeah, yeah, I just wish some of those characters would kind of like get the break out of their roles because I noticed Lakeith keeps getting characters in movies that are basically just the same character from like Atlanta's, uh, and he's just playing uh, Darius the character. But like his chops are definitely there. Like in the harder they fall, the Netflix uh, show that one show movie, the movie. Yeah, that one's my god. Uh, It's like a great villain. Yeah,
0: it's like his dream. You know, like. He's the same character, like you say, but he's played, um, different characters. Like, um, what is it? Judas in the, I forget. It's on Netflix. Black Messiah. Well. Yeah. He's a different character than that, but yeah. Yeah. I just really look forward to what this cast could do next. Um, and I hope Donald starts taking more acting roles too, but like more dramatic. Cause there was a scene in this, um, season. I forget the name of the episode, but it's when he takes Lottie and Van camping and it's him discussing to them about he's going to move to L.A. for his new marketing job. Um, And he's just, you know, he's over Van, like in the tent, and he's like telling her how he really feels about her. And Donald, you know, I always thought he was a good actor, but he really proved it to me this season, like with the therapy scene and the tent scene, when he just gets that one single tear to come down and like his look on his face,
1: it's, it's great. That therapy scene, or really the therapy episode was hilarious. And that was another <laughs> one that had an in credit. It was a therapy episode. Oh, uh, yeah, was yeah. You're right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that honestly, was... that's some shit I would do. That shit was hilarious. I just kind of wish that, that they left one thing on a cliffhanger. He uh, spoke to uh, Tracy at the end. He said, I'm going to get you two or something like that. And I kind of wish I'd see Tracy get his, uh, his payback. <laughs> for
0: season two. Tracy is a nut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love Tracy, and I would I have loved to have him in the show more. He's just hilarious. I
1: love the actor, but I hate, like, he, he really played his role because I hated him as a character. Like, he was an asshole. <laughs> well,
0: that's how you know he did a good job. That's what know? I'm
1: saying, yeah. He he did a good job. I hated
0: him. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, like, not enough you can say about this show. Just, if you haven't watched it, please check it out. It's It's for anybody, I think.
1: Yeah. All right, so we're down to number two. Number two. Uh, this one, um, set, uh, is historical. So that's why I said it. And, uh, I'm not going to go, no, I'm not going to go get my plushies, but, um, you should know by this. If you get to see the video, what this is (laughs) Pokemon journeys, my boy Ash from Pallet Town finally became a champion after all this time. I had to put it on the list. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't even watch most of the Journeys just because of, uh one, is it's hard to watch on TV. And two, like the streaming platforms, they don't have all the Pokemon in one place. There's the Pokemon app. There's the stuff on Hulu. There's the stuff on Netflix. And it's like all over the place. I don't know which one to watch first and stuff like that. So I watched all of the Indigo League. I watched Diamond and Pearl when it came on TV, like, you know, that era. And I've seen a little bit of the black and white stuff. And then I have watched a little bit of the spinoffs and I watched a couple of the movies and I made I watched the remake of the Mewtwo movie um and obviously I tuned in on uh, Twitter spoiled it for me I wouldn't have found out had it not been for uh Twitter but Twitter spoiled uh you know the ending for me uh, not the ending but you know when he started uh the the champion tournament in uh Galar so Pokemon Journeys is my number 2 for that reason alone bro became a champion finally and they're retiring the character of Ash Ketchum at least as the main character of the show uh what a wild fucking ride. That's all I can yeah. say.
0: I, I'm glad you put it on here. Um, I've not watched any. Really, <laughs> I've not really watched any Pokemon since I was a kid. You know, I played some games and stuff like that, but I didn't keep up with the series. I was more into like other animated shows like Spider-Man and stuff like that. But um, even I know how big of a deal it is to retire this legacy character and to finally let him, you know, Bro old and be right? eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Bro was <is Yeah>. ten
1: <laughs> for years, <laughs> decades. It's like a fucking Caillou. <laughs> fucking immortal. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know that's a lot. I think he can turn twelve. They, they said a year passed in the show, so by default, he would have had to have been eleven. But it was just like uh, like for those who have actually like, I feel good or at least I, I'm envious of the people i have been watching the show like literally from start to finish. Cause there was like a, a there was a scene at the end uh there where Pikachu won. He got to see all of Ash's teams and a little flashback before he did the final blow in the uh Leon's Charizard. Um again for those who have been watching all this time congratulations man I'd call it i I'd call it quits right here. Uh otherwise you're gonna get into some treacherous territory. And I wanna say uh Pokemon is actually one of not the but one of top three type deal uh, the longest running animes. How many?
0: How long would you say? Like twenty? Over twenty yep. years, right?
1: Yeah, I want to say yeah. Started in the nineties. I want to say the games came out ninety four, ninety five. Uh, but the show has been running. I want to say since ninety eight, maybe ninety seven. And I'm hey, twenty four.
0: That's that's right? my birth year too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm twenty four. So. Yeah, <laughs> you're asking me your age. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I look man. I he said I'm twenty
0: four, right? <laughs>
1: It was, a know, I I, 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 really don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm, like I said, I'm really glad you put it on the list because I feel like it deserves some recognition. All right. But going into my number two spot is severance. Now this is a, a, Apple TV original executively produced from uh Ben Stiller. I I'm very into TV news and movie news. And all I kept hearing was uh raving reviews for this show. Um, so much so that I got a free trial of Apple TV just to watch it. Um, Severn stars Adam Scott. most people probably know him from Parks and Recreation, uh, Step Brothers. but usually he plays like um, very comedic roles and I'm I'm a really huge fan of Adam Scott and everything he does. I think his what's special about him is his subtle acting. He's just so good at, like, very subtle, subliminal, like, face acting, if that makes sense. Um, but this is his breakout role for me. He has been nominated for every award for this. Sadly, he hasn't won. He's been losing to, like, um, Ye- the show Yellowstone, which doesn't deserve it. It's trash. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Adam Scott, man, he just blew me away with his role in this. There's no way to really describe this show without giving it away. Uh, the premise is it's these people that work in an office and it's their day-to-day life. Kind of, It's not like The Office at all. It's very, very dramatic, but also dark humor. And I really like that, um, but it's very unique. The most original show I've seen in many years, um, Ben Stiller, he's very, very good at directing. I don't know if anybody's ever watched uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. But he's also helped direct that, and he stars in it. I would definitely check it out. Like I said, it's on Apple TV. You could get a three-month free trial just to watch it. So I have like a six-month free trial. So there's like codes out there. So if you really want to watch this, I would definitely check it out. Um, But what's very special about this is the cinematography. And, you know, Apple is like all about quality. So I guess that's what they did on their tv shows and originals because the cinematography is just beautiful the way they frame everything uh, i'm sorry i'm really geeking out and nerding over this show but it's 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 probably like top three favorite shows all time for me and we're getting to season two i think later this year so i'm very excited
1: i don't know how you keep finding these shows but like a lot of these are shit i've never heard of oh and it also more streaming platforms <laughs> it,
0: it also has christopher walken who plays he was a com- dead. no 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 it it has a completely different like he plays a completely different character let me double check real quick yeah christopher walken and it also uh stars john chiro i don't know if that's how you pronounce it but he played Falcone in the the batman movie that came batman. out this past year <laughs> so yeah definitely check it out blew me away blew my
1: socks off my- so, before we get to number one, I'm going to just give you the rundown and then honorable mentions. You're going to hate the honorable mentions. <laughs> so, I am. Again, yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, I didn't have like any in a particular order, but the first one I recommended was Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. Uh, then it was Chainsaw Man, Season One. Then it was My Hero Academia, Season Four, Atlanta, the series finale. Uh, and then it was Abbott Elementary, Season Two. And then we had Sonic Prime Season 1. And again, not recommending this one. I'm just telling you where it's at on like my personal top 10. But the three-part documentary, Genius. Uh, and then we had uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. And then Pokemon Journeys. Um, so my honorable mentions. Mob Psycho 100. Same creator as uh, One Punch Man. Uh, I would say the art style is a little different, but I still want to say it's uh, I want to say it's Mappa. I could be wrong, so don't crucify me for that one. But um, the animation style is really good. Uh, the tone is you know a little different from One Punch One Punch Man. It's still like satirical and stuff like that, and the characters OP as hell. So yeah, uh, his power set is uh kind of similar, where he's OP, but instead of uh just you know physical attributes and uh, physical strength. He has psychic abilities and like as far as we know, they're limitless or at least near limitless. So, you know, he, but it's not like he completely one shots every opponent he comes across. Um, but you know, he's just like a young middle schooler, I believe, not a high schooler, but a middle schooler going through life. He's, he he has a crush on this girl, but he doesn't want to use his psychic abilities to, you know, win her over. He wants to do it, you know, naturally. And his just dile- his daily dilemma is basically, you know, Improving his body so he's more attractive in his, you know, self-esteem. Juggling work and then, you know, dealing with whatever, you know, demonic or supernatural force that, you know, of the weak uh, that tries to take over the town and does something ridiculous. And my second honorable mention is Marvel She-Hulk. Fight me. I will say. Now, look, no. I will say the um the whole uh the way they deal with the hulk in this movie not movie show uh you know especially those first couple episodes you know they really kind of belittle him and say oh you don't know what it is you know to uh you know deal with all this stress and trauma you're not a woman you don't get hit on on the street and you know not to put you know being catcalled down or you know just living life as a woman down i'm not doing that in any other sense but you know it's not like, you know, she basically says to this guy who has uh, been mentally abused by, you know, and manipulated, hunted down by the army. Oh, you don't have it as bad. You're not a woman. He can kill people at, you know, a moment's notice and he has to keep himself in check. Otherwise, there are literally dire consequences. He can't get close to anybody for a long time. He is a mortal. Uh, most people he do, he does get into contact with in the way because he's a little bit different than they have him in the comics. But, like, you know, most people he's gotten into contact with Tony, uh, Steve. They're either dead or, you know, they, you know, went back in time and got old and, you know, lived their life. Basically, they're gone now. Thor's off world. Like he has like literally nobody. So the one time he thought he could relate to somebody, she kind of brushes him off and says, oh, I don't need your help and stuff like that. Yeah. We see throughout the show. She did, in fact, need his help. She, uh, you know, turns into the to the to uh, the Hulk on accident twice in the series. Uh, you know him being a big Daredevil fan, I didn't get to watch the show uh, while it was uh air, not not airing because it's still on Netflix, but you know while it was popular and new, I didn't watch it, so I didn't have that much attachment to the character. But I will say when uh that episode aired, uh a lot of people on Twitter were going crazy. Oh my God, it's Daredevil! You know they're finally gonna take the series somewhere. Uh, spoiler alert, it got canceled. Um, don't know what they're gonna do with it, uh. Wait, and when I see it, yeah, what it got, got canceled? What are you talking she about? Hope, she Hulk. Hope
0: oh yeah well i that doesn't surprise me it got a lot of backlash mostly from like men complaining but honestly it's not just that it's just like um i don't care if you're a female lead it's a great if it's a great show it's a great show i actually enjoyed my time quite a bit with she-hulk it's funny but i think it's like on the lower tier of marvel shows
1: i don't want to get into it here this could be like a whole episode honestly but you know uh the cg was not up to snuff the way they no. wrote the character, the way they were making fun of the fans, like you know, again, uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I will say I do see like a lot of men whenever there's like a female lead in the movie. Oh, this is gonna stink. This this is how it is, or when they change yes, characters yes. from men to women, or from this race to another race, you have a certain demographic of people that are upset about that. I'm one of those people. I love when you stick to the source material unless it makes sense to change it. Uh, and just the way they wrote She Hulk, I didn't, you know, I didn't. I'm not going to say I hated it, but I didn't love it either because like I love She-Hulk. It's a big fucking buff fucking woman. What's not to <laughs> fucking love? Oh, yeah. that's He's got a type, by the way. But. <laughs> God.
0: Yes. The I show, will say. Yeah. Sorry, you go ahead.
1: Uh, the show, I think they handled She-Hulk in uh, better. And I, I am probably biased because of the animated show, but uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash. I loved her character in that. And then even the, uh, on the VHS I had... Uh, she Hulk, uh, you know, she was in, or at least Jennifer Walters, the character, was in the old 80s Hulk cartoon that I watched, but they did have a She Hulk cartoon that she was in. Her characteriz- characterization there was great. They had so much source material to go off of, and they kind of went at it at a different direction to kind of, you know, they took it. it I mean, the show literally, you know, went out of its way to, you know, take shots at these certain people that were going to hate it. But when you do stuff like that, you know, Seemingly out of nowhere and for no reason like, you know, they initiated the first strike initially uh, If that's what you want to go by, you know, when you do that for no for no reason you kind of do upset these people So, I mean, you know, right You know, your fan base and you know, these demographic people that don't like these types of shows when you do a female lead is You know in that fan base your demographic that you're targeting. So, you know, I wouldn't say, you know make it more palatable palatable to them, but you know, just know your audience go off the source material you had a bunch that you could have gone off of you didn't need to change everything but i will say i love the cameos they initially said oh there's not gonna be a lot of cameos There's not gonna be a lot of high stakes in this show but i mean aside for like two episodes there was a bunch of cameos i love the cameos in the show um, and it's it's not really
0: as bad i think as people make out i like i said it's lower tier uh marvel original tv shows for me but that's not to take away from uh The lead actress, Tatiana Mussolini, I think she Uh, is perfect. Yeah, Uh, she is perfect casting to me as She-Hulk, and I think she did a great job, and her comedic timing is very good on the show. It's not like we have a problem with her. It's mostly for me, the writing of the show felt kind of lackluster and lazy, and um, she's the main character, and her CGI looked the worst, which is crazy, because if you compare her to the hulk on the show his cgi looked great um and like you said i'm a really big uh, daredevil fanatic and uh i think netflix's daredevil is the best comic book superhero show we've ever got uh by a pretty large uh margin it's very very good and i for that reason you know i kept watching to see him but some things i wasn't keen on was uh the way they uh, kind of nerfed down the uh abom- abomination, abomination right
1: yeah. yeah
0: i didn't really like what they did with that character at all it didn't make sense for who he is um i love his actor though tim roth i've always been a big fan of him but i don't know it's the, disney plus has an issue with marvel Like, they try to make everything friendly, kid-friendly, and accessible to everybody. And I don't think everything has to be, but it's like, most people that's watching this stuff is huge fans and knows the um, history of the characters. So it's like, you don't have to nerf down every
1: character. You get what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that was a Disney Plus problem. I think that was a phase four problem. You know, we had just got off of Thanos and that whole saga, and we killed off one of the biggest Marvel superheroes, uh Tony Stark. I think what they were trying to do is, you know, like lighten you up, you know, in, it's it's kinda like a prevalent thing, at least in storytelling. You know, you get over you get to the arc, you get the big stakes, you win, you know, there's peace for a little bit. And, you know, we we're getting the Kang dynasty and everything like that. So they're trying to raise back up the stakes, but in order to, for the stakes to have been raised, there had to be in a time for peace and stuff like that. But yes, I feel like they could have but... better utilized She Hulk to introduce um the Red Hulk, because I want to yes, say yes. Uh, he's going to be a, ma- a major character to play in an upcoming movie. Um, there was a bunch of old villains uh, that from Hulk's past that they could have used here. Um, I forget. I, I'm blanking on the name right now. But uh, again, Hulk's agents of Smash. They introduced Scar, uh, Hulk's son. But now that the show is canceled, I don't even know if that's canon or what they're going to do with that. But they did introduce Scar. So there's Scar, but there was a bomb, and then there's She-Hulk, obviously. Then there's Red Hulk, but I think he's gonna be a villain starting out. Um, Abomination wasn't a part of that team, but they, you know, they had Abomination, and there was somebody else I'm forgetting. But there's like uh, there's so many villains and stuff from Hulk's Rogues Gallery because we didn't get a Hulk movie. I mean, we had a Hulk movie, but it wasn't you it know wasn't when they started MCU's Iron Man, really. it, yeah, it yeah. wasn't technically MCU, but yeah. they added it anyway retroactively. But we mm. didn't get anything on the Hulk and he was in the avengers he's like a big part of the avengers and they just done him so dirty so for them to make a she-hulk uh you know show they could have done something with that to add in the hulk and I, and i know it's called she-hulk not hulk she-hulk but they could have done you know more to flesh out hulk's character cuz i want to say we're probably not going to see him like that after this no. whole uh scar he- thing cuz there there's what earthbreaker hulk or something like that that they could have done and they kind of were hinting at it but i don't think we're going to get it cuz the
0: show's canceled. There is rumors though that we could get a a solo Hulk movie because he we was a uh, he was tied he was tied up. The Hulk um property was tied up with a deal. I forget what it was. Universal but, probably. Yes, but it's it's um i think 2024 is when that runs out and they can make more content. And we could go on about this forever. We'll probably do a whole podcast because um uh Marvel's. MCU phase 4 was really a mess all around and even though i wasn't the biggest fan of the show i am disappointed it got canceled because i think it was good enough to be improved on you know
1: yeah it felt like a cop out to just cancel it instead of do better but uh my last uh honorable mention tales of the jedi oh. shocker for, yeah shocker for That's, me i mean i'm shocking. it's not like i'm not a star wars fan but i'm not like I'm not, like, Sonic level. Like, you know my Sonic knowledge. I just spewed a whole bunch of shit earlier about that. Yes, my level yeah. of, like, uh, Star Wars isn't, like, on that level. But there are, like, a few episodes that stuck out to me. Like, mainly um, when we see... Uh, or oh, was it? I forget the goddamn. See, I, I'm blanking ah- on the names. Ahsoka? Uh, no. i want to say it was Duko. Dooku. Duco. yeah Count Duca, Dooku. See? yeah. yeah. Count there Duca. was a bunch of shit that was spoiled for me on twitter that, and that's what initially got me into the show because again star wars fan but i only like really ahsoka come on daddy yeah daddy. he's uh, muscular that's, woman that's, that's all I again come on uh but no i like clone wars I, I own the dvd that's what got me into star wars uh not the animated series the, i'm talking about the actual movie the episode movie, yeah. two uh i went back and watched the older ones at least the first two uh star wars uh films uh i played a, a couple of the games uh battlefront battlefront 2 and then there was one on uh, the ds i played i forget what it was but um so i'm familiar with uh, star wars uh but my probably my favorite series is probably that animated uh not uh Gindy tarskowski's uh clone wars but uh the one that was on cartoon network for a long time and i'm glad we got to see uh you know that they're kind of finishing off that arc and then you have uh what is it bad batch Two. Yeah, and Rebels. Well, um, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of shit, honestly. There's so much uh, Star Wars, too so. They're eating now. It, it, well, in terms of quality, I don't know if you're eating, but I'll say there's a lot of Star Wars media. But uh, Tales of the Jedi really stuck out because, you know, they're giving these uh, backstories or fleshing out these characters that we mm. got to see a little of. And I just love whenever they're fleshing out the world because the world building in uh, Star Wars, like it or not, is like, it's it's, it, it's just fucking big it's huge i don't even know what you know yeah we. it's just a yeah. large scale i don't even like i'm we've i'm not a lot for of words it. yeah we've yeah. not
0: seen all of it still
1: yeah it, it's it, it's crazy i say all that to say this so by my list you see i'm a big fan of story i'm a big fan of music a big fan of animation in these shows and lore and world building so what is my number one here we go can we get much higher that's right one piece the one piece is real. Uh I got to say this. Yeah, one piece. What? Didn't you just pick this up? I just picked it up. Wow. Well, I, I didn't just pick it up. I picked it up, dropped it cuz it was like, you know, one piece is like it's overwhelming. Now. Yeah. So, you got to pick it up. At least for me, I got to pick it up, drop it, pick back it back up and drop it. So, I'm I'm at Water 7 Enis Lobby around there. Uh I love what I see. And I, I, I've had the Wano arc spoiled for me, Dress Rose was spoiled for me on Twitter. This was another anime. Like I know pretty much everything there is to know about One Piece. Like, not Obviously, I can't go into you know, detail about the lore, the characters and stuff, but I know the uh, the timeline, basically. because mm-hmm. I've had it spoiled for me on Twitter. It's, there's been a bunch of shit that has been spoiled for me on Twitter. So I, I know of One Piece. I, I love the animation, at least this style, because uh, like, the earlier stuff of One Piece, I did not like. Uh, Didn't it, it start
0: in the 90s? Ninety nine, ninety nine, yeah. So this really earlier than very, that. there was an OVA. It's very daunting. Um, I, I think we were both on the same boat. We just didn't want to pick it up because it's overwhelming amount of episodes, and um, uh, I've only heard good things about it, but I'm afraid to start it, and um, I'm afraid of all the filler
1: because I hear a lot of fillers in the show. Here's the thing, though. The you you must got the wrong show. I think you're thinking of Naruto and Boruto. Uh, with One Piece, there's like a small amount of filler. But the way the uh, the anime company does it or studio does it like the filler isn't just like a one off. Oh, we didn't want to animate this. So, you know, here's a break episode. They actually write the filler characters into the story later on. So there oh, is really? filler. Yeah, there is filler, but it doesn't feel like filler because they're written in later and they actually have like a fleshed out backstory and stuff like that. Like You will cry at some of these moments. Once oh, you shit. get past the goofy art style, it's a really good show. And, and again, I hate saying this because I've seen so many people say it, but it's, it's kind of true. Uh. It takes a good amount of episodes to get good in the show, and I think I heard some crazy
0: like a hundred episodes. Somebody yeah. said
1: that's where it got it good really. For me. Yeah, see, it's, uh, it's like
0: I don't know if I could stick with it if like I'm already fifty episodes in and I'm not feeling it.
1: It's not for the faint of part. And uh, again, what I kind of hate is the pacing of the show. That's the only th- uh, the only negative because the show starts. It's like thirty minutes. The intro is probably two minutes. Like the you know the opening. We are we are you know. The opening is two minutes. Uh, once you get past episode one, because they can't recap you uh, on the first episode, but episode two that you get the the two minute opening, maybe a two minute recap, and then at the end there's like a, a two minute previously not previously on but coming next or what's this? Uh, and then you get the two minute ending. So like a lot of that in between is like fucking not filler, but like you know there's a lot of space in between that I wish they just cut short. Like if you know Dragon Ball had its run. And uh, it kind of did the same thing. And then we got Dragon Ball Z Kai, which shortened some of that stuff that was unnecessary. If we got like a one piece Kai, I, I, I feel like there would be a, a lot more one piece fans out there. We just need Man, to but the, f-
0: the fan base is huge, but um, I'm not a fan of the recaps every single episode. I know a lot of times it was for TV, but like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of Hunter Hunter. Um And there would be like three minute recaps every single episode. And it's like, that's you know, anime. you know, we're binging this. You know what I mean?
1: No, that's the thing. <laughs> People watch these like the only it's it's a bad thing in Japan. They're called otakus. And here we're called we call, it, uh, call them weebs. But you're not supposed to <laughs> yeah. watch these shows like that because you're shut in at that point. You're watching maybe years worth of content and like fucking and when i say years it's because they they, they release seasonal these animes like you see how the shit is getting released now so people are watching right, years yeah. worth of content in, in the span of like a week you're not supposed to do that so that's what the recap is for because it, it would be shown i weekly. get that yeah it
0: you know it's good because sometimes i mean not often but like sometimes i'll take a hiatus from an anime i'm watching like right now i'm currently watching uh black clover and i watched a shit ton of episodes but um I've been taking a break from it. So the recaps are good, but it's like on streaming services, especially, you know, a lot of people are just binging.
1: I will say at least uh, Netflix is good about like letting you skip, but uh, I can't say the same for other uh, streaming services and stuff like that. But, you know, once you like I'm not selling nobody out here, but once you're like a good, dedicated veteran of anime you know that you know the, you know the timestamps to skip. If you're if it's the opening like one fifty eight, if you're skipping recap or something like that, maybe you're like two or three minutes into the show. You you know where to skip around at. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and if you don't, like I stream mine through Crunchyroll or Hulu, and on Crunchyroll, like they allow comments, funny enough, like I've never seen that on a streaming service, but they'll tell you like, skip to this. It's just recap, yeah. But I'm I'm very surprised that that's your number
1: one. Yeah, I mean, Wano Arc really it it carried Twitter this year. So yeah,
0: man. All right, so now I'm gonna recap my top ten, and then I'll go into honorable mentions. So at number ten, I had Chainsaw Man. Number nine, I had The Rehearsal. At number eight, I had Peacemaker. At six, I had One Punch Man. At five, I had The Bear. At four, I had Barry Season Three, and at three, I had Atlanta Season Four. And two. I had severance now before I go into my number one here are some of my honorable mentions as I mentioned I started black clover so I would highly recommend that to anybody especially if you like uh, underdog stories like a really good underdog stories and this is a really good one and like I said in a previous podcast I'm really into medieval time period so this is kind of right down my alley and I'm into badass swords and stuff like that so I mean Ironic yeah so it like this is honestly like a match made in heaven for me and I would highly recommend it for anybody my second recommendation would be um Stranger Things the newest season I actually forgot that it came out this year until just now um (laughs) which is bad because that that was the best season of Stranger Things season four uh, and it was broken down to two parts and it was like a worldwide phenomenon, like, cause everybody was talking about it. Um, but it's the best acted season, I believe and best story plot. It's so good. The, I don't know how they keep pulling it off. Um, yeah, man, I, I just realized it came out cause this would have been probably in my top five, honestly, but yeah, that's kind of my last recommendation or honorable mention. Besides maybe the show starring Andrew Garfield is called under the banner of heaven and it's on Hulu and I'm a big Andrew Garfield fan. I think he did a great job as Spider-Man. I love him as Spider-Man. Um, I won't go into that too much. We could, cause we love Spider-Man. We'll probably have a whole podcast talking about the Spider-Man, you know, but he does really yeah, good. The Spider-Man. <laughs> <at this> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> The spider wanna come out to play. <laughs> but under the banner of heaven is um it follows around police officers kinda stopping a cult. So uh take away what you will with that. I've still not finished it. It's very good though. But yeah, so that's it. Oh, one more anime I kinda wanna shout out is one I started recently. It's Fruits Basket. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that one.
1: I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. Probably It's won't.
0: a very, very slice of life and uh, type anime. And I really like that sometimes. The sadder, the better, you know. But this one is very intriguing and good. I'm still waiting for it to kind of like click with me because um, I'm almost done with the season. And it's still kind of like, it's good, but it's not all the way there. But I just wanted to shout that out. But my number one drum roll.
2: <laughs>
0: is a uh, House of the Dragon. Now, God. yeah. So I am a huge Game of Thrones fanatic and I'm I've rewatched it almost all the way. Um I've been rewatching it. I as soon as I finished House of the Dragon, I went back and started rewatching Game of Thrones cuz it's just I'm so into it and I'm very into story and drama and fantasy. And medieval as i said so this is my perfect type of show um and nobody does drama like house of the dragon does and there was so much pressure on this show because um the last season of game of thrones even if you don't watch it you probably know got a lot of shit and flack for it people thought it was the greatest show on television in history until the last season because they basically they didn't have any more source material so they just made up an ending but this one is different because House of the Dragon. Um, it's crazy. This show is it's it's a prequel to Game of Thrones and it takes place 200 years before Game of Thrones. But um, the book, like the chapter that this is uh, based off of is only like a few hundred pages, but they're making an entire season. So George R. R. Martin, the author of the book, is actually signing off and writing like uh, for the for the show so you know it's gonna be good and he is to me the best at world building that i've ever seen like we were talking about on our video game podcast he did elden ring and stuff like that but yeah i i think when it comes to acting and like quality on television you can't match the game of thrones universe because the acting is just on a whole different level uh especially matt smith he's a lead role in the show but yeah man it's it's my number one it's it's perfect. I'm I'm amazed with it. They really pulled it off too. Yeah, and uh, Kendall's kind of laughing at me because uh, yeah, I'm really nerdy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm laughing at the medieval stuff, and then I thought about the Starbucks cup that they had in uh, that last season of Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, see stuff like that. <laughs> it was a phenomenon, and um, I didn't watch it when it came out. It was just recently. Uh, the past few years, I binge watched it, and I just been obsessed with that world, and I can't get enough, man. It' there's no show like it. Like something crazy, what happened, either disgusting or vile, that you would just never see on anything else. It's just, it's so out there. But I said vile. I, yeah. <laughs> it is like so in this. There's a lot to do this. Uh, first season of the house of the dragon for um birthing there's a lot of fucked up birthing scenes and like it has to do with that being a woman and stuff like that so but um there is no like holding your hand in this universe you're just going to see it yeah so but <laughs> the, uh, it's cool cuz house of the dragon won the golden globe for best uh drama series which was a huge huge win cuz they won over better call saul which is crazy um,
1: oh, man, the memes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but
0: uh, that is a show that I've still not seen the last season of because it's not on Netflix yet, but I'm a huge Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul fan.
1: Open the door.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Uh, so what's your recommendation for shows here?
0: Yeah, so uh, for people that don't know, we're doing this thing on each podcast where we recommend each other something. From the topic we're talking about. And today is TV shows and movies. And we always recommend each other stuff, but we don't watch it. So, with this podcast, it's a mandatory thing. If we recommend it to you, you have to watch it or whatever it is. Within and, reason. Um, yeah. And then we're going to discuss it later on and say what we liked and didn't like about it. So, I went easy. Okay. I didn't do something wild. I like swear to God,
1: if it's Game of Thrones or something, bro. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all eight
1: seasons. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm not. I'm not. No, it's
0: mandatory. See, so you have to. No. no. Nah, so Within reason. So I wouldn't recommend you that because that's a lot of hours. Each episode is over an hour long, basically. So my recommendation for you is The Bear, actually, on Hulu. Okay. I know you have Hulu. Uh, and <laughs> I think you would enjoy this show quite a bit. So I went easy on you.
1: Well, and I recommend you, another yeah. one just because that was already in my watch list. So something fresh. Atlanta. No, I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Do you have uh HBO? I have to check. I think it came with my uh, cable subscription.
0: Okay. So my recommendation besides the bear, but I, that's my number one recommendation for you. Uh, my second one would be peacemaker actually, because we're really into superheroes and, uh, DC's lost a lot of like followers because of their quality, but this is like return to form and some of the best DC I've ever seen. And it's up there in conversation for one of the best superhero shows I've seen too. So I would highly recommend this to you. So you better, you better watch it.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, okay. My recommendation. And again, uh, it, you don't have to watch the entirety, just this part. But I recommend JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, okay, Part Six Stone Ocean on Netflix. Again, if you want to, there's like you really don't have to watch like all the Why? seasons to understand because <laughs> they kind of recap everything. And because it was on Netflix, they kind of they had to you know get people up to speed anyway in case you didn't watch the other seasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it's not that they take place in their own universe. Uh. Between seasons, but like, you know, some char- most characters don't come back. Uh, Jotaro being an exception, but you, you'll you understand when you watch it. And if you do happen to like um, this season and you do want to go back and watch, that's fine. Um, but if you don't want to watch that, uh, I guess Sonic Prime.
0: Well, no, no, I'm going to stick with your original because I'm actually glad you recommended that for me because... I've always kind of wanted to watch it, but I, like I never would've unless you were doing this. So I'm glad you're given me that.
1: There's a reason I said Stone Ocean, not just because we talked about it today, but like to me, at least, uh, out of what we have, cause I'm not gonna ask you to read, uh, but Stone Ocean is by far the weirdest <laughs> in yeah. terms of like abilities and what the characters do. So it's the weirdest. If you can get used to that and you actually um, uh, fuck around and like that, the first, uh, the first other five seasons shouldn't be no issue. Well, I mean, part six I, is weird. <laughs> obviously
0: I like the weird stuff. Look at all the stuff I recommend is pretty weird. So, but
1: this is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> this is bizarre. Um, it, it's some crazy. <laughs> shit. Again, this is not one you watch uh, with your family or even out loud. Uh, really watch it. in Yeah. Watch it in English. Is it safe to watch
0: with my dog, you think, or should I No, like actually. That?
1: The JoJo's has a weird thing where they like to kill dogs. So in part, <laughs> I was part just kidding. Part 1, part 3 and part 4 No, part 5. Dogs get the shit into the stick, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, in part 1 is a minor spoiler, but the 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 main antagonist shoves a dude's beloved dog into a furnace. While it's Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. So, Why? don't watch what? it with your dog. <laughs> what
0: is this melody? Is that from
1: that show? No, no, no. That's Overwatch. That, that's. A... Uh, you'll probably know. Uh, is this this... A, is this a JoJo reference? Cono uh, uh That I said that completely wrong. But it, it's a bunch of shit. If, usually, if it says, "Oh, is, is this a JoJo reference?" That's from JoJo's. The fans <laughs> right. aren't. Yeah, the, the the fans aren't that original.
0: Well, I'll, i definitely check it out. Cause you know, I have to, so, <laughs> well, that, that concludes the uh, TV segment of this podcast. Now we're going to go into movies and don't worry if you've been listening for a while, this is only, we decided to narrow it down to five films to make it a little more interesting. And you know, so we're going to go through and give our top five films that we watched in 2022. And for me, the list I do are in order because I like the stakes and stuff, but I don't know about you, Kendall. Is yours uh, top five or did you just do your favorites?
1: I did just my favorites.
0: All right. Well, you want to start off and give me your number five film of 2022.
1: Okay. Honestly, a late entry here, but like, again, I, I got spoiled, so I had to watch it. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, hell yeah uh great and here's the thing i've seen this debate on uh facebook so i'm gonna put this here now there's a difference between a villain and an antagonist this movie had a great villain or an okay villain in the form of jack horner who wanted to hoard magic so you know nobody else could have any more magic and then they had a great antagonist which was death Again, minor spoilers, but he literally—if you've seen anything like I have on TikTok, Twitter, you've probably already seen this stuff. Excuse me, but there's a difference between villain and antagonist. Jack Horner is the villain in the story. He directly uh, um goes against Puss and Boots and the gang because they're actively fighting for you know the the magic MacGuffin. That's not what it's called. I just don't want to spoil the, you know the, the premise. But they're actively fighting over something in this film. Whereas the antagonist, Death. Just wants to fight Puss in Boots because he's taking life. He's on his last life in this movie. That's already been spoiled, so that's not necessarily a spoiler. No. But he's on his last life and he's not taking life serious. So he's, you know, it's a battle of ideals. And because death is a force of nature, it comes for everybody the same. Spoiler alert there. Everybody dies one day. Because it's death, he is an antagonist. He is a a force of nature. He's not, you know, going against Puss in Boots because he hates him, but that's just death's natural role in life. So just get that out there
0: that from I've still not been able to go see it yet in theaters. So I don't know how you watched it, but, um, yeah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I plan on seeing this very soon and everything I've seen from it has been awesome. Like the, um, animation style is just breathtaking. It reminds me of like, um, the innovation of like spider verse, you know, it's like a new thing on the big screen. So that's a great, that's a great one, man. Wait, how did you watch it, sir? Can I?
1: Mainly through TikTok. Like they literally spoiled. There's somebody who posted like literally every part of it. But uh, I I went elsewhere to find it.
0: (laughs) It was a uh, AMC theater, perhaps, or yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just to be it it was in it was in a theater far, far away. (laughs) That was a great pull. Oh
0: man! Well, I'm excited to see it. Uh, my number five uh, is Nope by Jordan Peele. And me and Kendall both are really big Jordan Peele fans because of uh, their show, Keen Peele. We're really into that. But Jordan Peele, as a director, he's become like top three directors for me. And I've just loved every single thing I've seen from him. Get Out. Um, I still haven't seen All of Us yet, but I, I really enjoyed what I've seen. But he is just so unique in his directing because it's dark, most of the stuff he does, but it's um comedical, too, at times. Like, in Nope, I, I can't spoil it because I know a lot of people maybe not still seen it, but it is a really good movie. I, I gave it, like, a four out of five stars, and I just really enjoyed my time with it, and it's I'm really big into space and aliens and stuff like that, so it's really cool to see that, and the acting was great. Uh, Kiki Palmer was just so good and she did a really good job in this and it's good to see her get like more serious roles and roles in general because like you don't really see much from her besides like she hosts stuff so i think this is going to set her career off in a new direction and uh daniel kalua i think's how you pronounce his name he's great as always he's so good at subtle acting he does i wouldn't say he has a lot of dialogue in this movie but he does a lot of facial acting and um yeah, man, just shout out to Jordan Peel for giving us another, I think, what would be a classic.
1: All right. So, uh, I mentioned this earlier, so it shouldn't be any surprise. And again, you're going to get tired. I told you, you're going to get tired. My number four is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Knock, knock is Knuckles, man. Like, bro, Knuckles is one of my favorite fucking Sonic characters. And they actually done his character right. Uh, this has been like a huge uh, problem in recent, you know, with the Sonic fan base. We didn't like the characterization, and boom, uh, some of the modern games, uh, they fixed him in Frontiers. I'd say they fixed him because Ian Flynn is doing the thing this time around. But they played him as a goofball, an idiot. He's just a musclehead junkie. Knuckles' original character, he was gullible, but that's because uh, of the foreshadowing in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. All they had was a mural, and there were two people fighting. Eggman and chaos, or I think Egg- there was a bunch of different murals, but uh, there was one with Eggman, and there was one with Sonic. It's looking at a mural, you're the last of your kind. You don't know who to believe. So when one crashes and uh, you know, crashes and tells you, "Oh, this madman's chasing me," you're probably gonna believe the first one, the first guy first. So he did fall for Eggman's tricks maybe a a, a number like three times. He's gullible, but th- he's not dumb. So they actually made his character um. It, it was weird in this movie because again this was Eggman and Knuckles' first encounter, so you had to make him gullible again. That's literally how Eggman and Knuckles meet. That that's set in stone. He's gonna be he's gonna fall for it for the first time. But once he learns of Eggman's tricks, he he teams up with Sonic reluctantly. And that's you know that stays true to the source material, and they team. I'm spoiling the movie, but you should have seen it by now. I don't care. Um, yeah. Uh. So they team up and fight Doctor Eggman uh you know and we get we get to see supersonic the chaos emeralds the, the way they were done in here is a little weird a little different but this is a different universe like we said earlier so i'm fine with it because supersonic looks great and all i can think of is just like what if the fans didn't complain on that sonic 1 movie uh i can tell you this we wouldn't have got this the sequel and two if we did supersonic would have looked atrocious uh let alone knuckles and tails and it, this brings up another, uh, you know, uh, argument here, uh, you know, it has nothing to do, I guess, with film and TV. But, um, when you're doing video game movies or just, you know, stuff where there's a voice actor already, I don't like when they hire outside people. So that the fact that they got Charlene O'Shaughnessy or uh, Tails voice actor, it was a good start. I, I really wish we would've got Knuckles voice actor from the games. But they were changing him at the time because I forget. I, I can't tell you what his name is now. Idris I, Elba, I follow, though, man. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm talking about for the games. I forget no, his name. Saying, yeah. I don't think he, I don't think Idris did that good of a job. Like, you he's didn't good, like him. Wow. But it's like he, he still came off as of British. I know Idris Elba is British, but like I, I don't like that for Knuckles. But yeah. I will say it's better than the Knuckles we got for um, Sonic Prime, but not by that much. But I'm just used to uh, what's his name. Travis Willingham's knuckles, and so that would have been two thousand eight Sonic Unleashed around that era. But I, I like Travis Willingham knuckles; that's my personal favorite. I'm mad we're not getting him back, but um, yeah. Back to voice actors and video games when they already have an established uh, voice actor, I really wish they would go with the established voice actor and not just hire the big name because now we get shit like fucking Chris Pratt as Mario. Is more... Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I I kind of agree. Um. Especially with Mario, man. His voice is so iconic, and then you just got Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt, you know? Little Boston accent, maybe. That's about it. But how do you feel about Sonic, like his voice acting?
1: And he's another weird thing. Like I said, uh, around this time, uh, after uh, Colors re-released, a lot of the voice actors quit or walked away from the roles. So especially Sonic's voice actor, Roger Craig Smith, because everybody fucking hated him, and they, they voiced their opinion on that, and they were very vocal about that. I liked him. I understood it was poor direction and not his voice that, you know, was terrible. Um, but, you know, I knew he was going to be replaced, and plus it's a movie, so the main character usually is going to get uh, erased. But, something to note, the, the Japanese version of the movie, the actual Japanese voice actor for Sonic, who has been the same guy for years, got to play Sonic, so there's no reason they couldn't have did it here.
0: Um, What is the guy's name that voices Sonic? I, I actually quite like him as sonic i think he does a really
1: well job oh hold on because i forget his name right now uh but he was in um uh another movie that I, that's on my list yeah. so for- i know
0: him from being on parks and rec as john ralphio and i i quite like him as sonic because i i don't know too much about sonic like i've stated before but playing games and stuff i think he hit his likeness and like uh childlike aspects pretty well in my
1: opinion. You can tell when I don't like the voice actor because I don't even commit their name to memory. <laughs> what is his name?
0: <laughs> uh, oh just research it
1: real quick. <laughs> don't tell me when you get it because I know it. But yeah uh, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz.
0: Yes, Ben Schwartz. I I actually quite liked him as Sonic. I think he gave the movie a lot of life. But this is coming from somebody just as a moviegoer and not like a Sonic uh, fan. Because I, I quite enjoyed both Sonic movies. Um, the, the problem I have with the second one, I, I enjoyed my time with it. But it was mostly like from a movie's aspect. It was, it was was I had fun with it. But it was the story and kind of the plot and pacing I had a little issues with. But overall, I quite enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I will say the one thing I hated about the movie was the humans being there yeah Uh, but i understand what you're talking about with the voice acting because sonic is meant to be younger in these uh these movies because it's like early Sonic. this is still the 2d era of sonic which is weird because we're getting a huge time jump with shadows being in the third movie and that's when we get like um you know uh, a more mature sonic but that would have been ryan drummond's sonic from sonic adventure 2 but yeah ben schwartz is great for young sonic But I don't see them changing, you know, now they might change, tell him to change direction and age, uh, like age up his voice. But I don't think they'll change him just because he does bring a lot of life to the character. And if it worked, you know, the first two times, don't, you know, don't fix what's uh, not broken. Um, But I don't know what they're going to do for Tails' voice actor. I heard that they might uh, change uh, Colleen's voice, but I don't know.
0: Right. And, you know, I've seen uh, mostly outpouring uh, praise for Ben Schwartz in this role. Like most people voice their opinion very highly when it comes to like well-known legacy characters like this. But really, I've seen him get nothing but like uh, approval in a way. Yeah. Do we know the voice actor for Shadow yet, though?
1: Not yet. But Kirk Thornton versus, uh, voices his game uh, counterpart. Uh, but that was uh, recently. His uh, old voice actor before Generations was Jason Griffith. So Jason Griffith was voicing um, Sonic, uh, Shadow, Jet the Hulk, uh, a bunch of characters. I think that was it. But uh, yeah, so Jason Griffith was voicing Shadow uh, as well. And then we got Kirk Thornton from Generations Forward. And his voice is kind of like this. And it's, it's, it's dark <laughs> and sinister. But it, it wasn't Shadow. Shadow sounded like this the whole time in like Adventure 2 but uh kirk Thornton's good i like him but i don't know <laughs> if they're gonna do that man they should just hire you you kind of hit that impression <laughs> <laughs> that damn hedgehog of all places uh, look man i'm a sonic fan i love doing the impressions
0: man what, all right mean. what one more thing before we move on to my um number four how do
1: you feel about uh jim carrey perfect as robotnik i didn't think because i was like robotnik's fat Robotnik uh, is also Eggman. He was named Ivo Robotnik in the uh, Japanese. And then uh, Sonic called him Eggman. And he was always known as Eggman in America. But uh, later the Japanese adapted Eggman later on. So I want to call him Robotnik Eggman, whatever. Interchangeable. Uh, but I didn't think he'd make a great Eggman. But he did. I guess it's because his manor- uh, mannerisms and stuff. Because you know Jim carries a face. Yes. Of- yeah. He does he's the a voices, the faces, yeah. and everything. But I, I, I thought they were going to put a fat suit on him and make him look stupid. I'm glad they didn't go that route.
0: Yeah, me too. And um, I think he did a really, really good job. I'm, but I'm just like a huge Jim Carrey fan, so I didn't know if I was in the minority.
1: <laughs> no, everybody seemed to love him. We're kind of upset because you know they kind of killed his character off. He's Like I may or may not come back for the next film. He, so I yeah.
0: mean, and he's just so good at doing like character, like caricatures, like uh, uh, like the Grinch and stuff. You know, like where well, he gets just, to exaggerate.
1: And I thought that was cosmetics, but that was him. But uh, no, that's all him. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is like Eggman actually Robotnik and Gerald Robotnik are like very integral to the next part of the movie. So I really hope they got him. Yeah. And
0: it's funny because Jim Carrey recently spoke about he's retiring from acting. And if he did, it's funny because his last movie <laughs> would be Sonic 2. <laughs> so anyways, that's a, that's a great pick. Um, going into my number four, I have on the count of three. This is a movie that, uh, Flew way under the radar, I think. I just stumbled upon it on Hulu. Um, apparently, it got released way a few years ago, but it's just now getting a wide release, so it's the first I've ever seen it. It stars Jared Carmichael. People might know him because he's um, he does some, he's on Tyler the Creator's album Igor, and he's got that very popular speech about you got to close the door to open a window. That's him. That's his voice.
1: Was, uh He's the same dude from the Carmichael show.
0: You know what? I actually don't know. I don't, I don't think so, but he uh just recently hosted the golden globes as well. Yeah. Same guy then. Same guy. That's him. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with a lot of his work, but everything I've seen, I've just been very impressed with. So the, the premises of the movie, uh, as I said, you can watch it on Hulu. um, The premise is it follows these two best friends. One's in like a mental hospital because he tried to kill himself. And uh, Jared's um, character that he plays is going through a depressive state with his girlfriend and stuff. So basically the plot is they both want to kill themselves, but they don't want to do it alone. It's a dark movie. It's very sad. I teared up for sure. Um, It got to me, you know. But basically, they plan on killing each other, but they're going to have one last hurrah and have a day together and do everything that they want. Um, this movie also stars um, Winkler, Henry Winkler, right? Is that what, yeah. what it was? Yeah, it stars him again as a therapist. And I just can't recommend this movie enough. So check it out.
1: I know what you're talking about. I, I didn't know the title, but I did see the. Uh, there was one scene where they're pointing finger guns at each other i uh, yeah, I so, seen that scene on TikTok yeah. actually
0: so so yeah the one friend he tried to kill himself a few times but he doesn't succeed so they're like let's just do it together and shoot each other on the count of 3 so Oh were the real guns I thought it was finger guns I saw that no they they were playing but the, um um yeah they they I don't want to spoil it but yes that's how they plan on killing each other okay, okay. It also it also stars a uh, JB Smooth. A lot of people know him from Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming. And, yeah. So he's really funny. All
1: right. So my number three is Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Now, a lot of people didn't like the CGI animation, and I, I will admit it was jarring at first, but it worked out. Uh, another people, uh, another gripe people had was uh, bringing Cell back because at this point they brought back Frieza like, at least two other times. Uh, and then they're bringing back Cell. You like they want original villains. And technically it wasn't the same Cell. It was like uh you know not a clone, it was just like a, a a replica of Cell, but then they added more shit to him so it was called Cell Max. But the main thing people liked was Gohan finally got his shot again. He had been uh skipping his training and he was weak as hell. He finally got a new form that surpassed even Goku and uh Vegeta and I think Broly's too. Uh, but there are new transformations in the manga. So I think Gohan Beast might be stronger than uh, Ultra Instinct Goku and Ultra Ego Vegeta and obviously Berserker Broly. Uh, but then Piccolo, of all people, also got his, uh, I'm going to call it his orange chicken transformation, but he turns orange. <laughs> uh, he turned orange. And for the first time in a while, we've seen him turn giant again. Like Namekans, wow. like have uh, like a varied skill set, have stretchy limbs. They don't need food, but they you know survive off of water. They can clone themselves, uh, because Piccolo Junior is a clone of uh King Piccolo, the, the evil Piccolo. Uh, they have a bunch of abil- abilities and stuff, and they can make the Dragon Ball. So, um, this sets a like a new part of the lore to Dragon Ball, because apparently now the Namekians weren't as we knew them to be, and they actually have connections to the gods, like their lesser Kaioshins, if that makes sense. And um, they uh, because of that, because Piccolo made the Dragon Balls when he wished to get stronger uh because he's you know he he lost the fight i think the wish triggered and he got his transformation like he so he technically wished for a transformation but he kind of earned it if it makes sense at least my understanding but we got two new forms from two people that we wanted to see for a long time and they finally deserve it it's just now we're waiting on dragon ball super the anime, to come back and you know put things in a canon and you know what goes here what goes there type deal but you know as far as i know these transformations are canon and they're the strongest forms right now. Now, obviously, Beast Gohan is stronger than Orange Piccolo. But now these uh, fighters are back on a level with Goku and Vegeta. And it's not just a Goku-Vegeta show. And, you know, because we're battling gods. Like, literally, Dragon Ball Z Super, was the, the first movie, was Battle of Gods. You know, everybody aside from Goku couldn't fight no more. So everybody was just sitting on the sidelines, sidelines standing and watching. But now we have two more fighters, so that at least puts, like, four people back on the roster. Or, yeah, four, it puts four people on the roster, not back, because Goku and Vegeta never left. But, yeah, made a lot of fans happy, despite the CGI.
0: Yeah, man, the, the, that movie did very well in theaters. So, um, Anime movies have really been doing well the last few years, and fans have been showing up. I've still not seen it, though. I've never been, like, that into Dragon Ball.
1: Eden Yeager.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I like that though. But um, <laughs> you
1: know, I'm talking about when people went to go see. Uh, it was another oh, Dragon yeah. <laughs> was in a theater. Eden Yeager. Yeah, yeah. Shit was so annoying.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with anime fans is it could be kind of cringy or like you feel oh, uncomfortable wow. in a theater with them. Um, they stink. Yeah, they stink. <laughs> I went to see uh Demon Slayer. that's what it was demons yeah yeah i went and saw that with a few friends man and it is kind of uncomfortable because like some of the fans just start shouting out random references and stuff and like it
1: says it's kind of a stench (laughs) (laughs) that smelly smell that kind of smells yeah uh (laughs) what is that smell uh, yeah, so that know. glorious, smell. but yeah, Glory. you walk in,
0: you walk in the theater, and it just kind of like wafts you right in the face, you know. But I, I kind of like watching those at home more. Yeah, I smell good. <laughs> yeah. I shower daily, so
1: yeah, that's why I say I, I wait for those to hit the streaming services. Uh, yeah, I would love to show out for the theatrical releases, but um. It's just, you know, I, I'm not a big movie theater person, uh, especially after COVID.
0: I, yeah, uh, and we're different in that way because, like, I, I, that's one of my favorite things to do is go to the movie theater ever since I was a kid. But, yeah, I, I, those movies, though, I'll wait till they come out after my experience. But, me, right. I
1: just like to own the physical. I think that's more what it comes down to. Uh, get what it comes down to for me. I like to touch and feel and smell the disc, the the uh, the manual, not the manuals because it's not a game, but you know the extra little paper pamphlets that come in there. I like touching the disc. Yeah, I love the collector. I'm a collector.
0: Speaking of that, like you know how it's kind of going away though. It's sad. Like in the video game world, especially, you don't really get the cool uh, booklets anymore with like you know, pictures and like GTA would give you the map and stuff like yep. that. So it's like, that's sad. We're, and they're yep.
1: charging you full price. <laughs> yes.
0: and I think it's the worst with Switch because you get this big case and then it's at the bottom this, it's just this tiny little game cartridge. But sorry, getting off topic. Uh, going back to my list at number three, I have Banshees of Inishirin. Now, <laughs> Kendall's looking at me really wild because he has no idea about this movie. But um, I'm very into um, slow burn stories. Uh, a lot of people, it's not for a lot of people. This movie is slow, very, very slow. It follows two best friends in um Ireland, I want to say. It, yeah, Ireland. And it stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and also Barry... Kogan, I think, Keogan is how you pronounce his name. Now, most people probably know Colin cause he was also in a great movie this year as the penguin, he was in the Batman. And man, I, I can't say enough about Colin, man. He's one of my favorite You're actors. Sure sure. Yeah, the Batman, you know? And uh, <laughs> Barry is um, a small actor that's, I mean, he's not a small actor. He's a very impressive actor and he's on the come up. Um, People might know him because he's also in the Batman as the new Joker. Yeah, that's him. And also he's in a very acclaimed limited series Chernobyl. And, and he's in the Eternals. So he is on the come up and he just, his subtle acting again. I'm really into that kind of stuff. And the, the movie is following two best friends in Ireland, like I said, but they come at a fault and, uh, one of them don't want to be best friends with the other. I won't spoil anything, but it goes so far as he's just keeps calling him boring. You're a boring person. And he's like, if you keep talking to me, I'm going to cut my fingers off each day. And he does exactly that. So, <laughs> yeah, he fucking cuts his finger off. And he's like, each time each day you talk to me, there goes a finger. So,
1: yeah, now let me see your digits, man. <laughs>
0: But it is a very good uh, slow burn movie, if you like that kind of thing, with very story-driven and very good acting. The acting's on it, it's so good. And I think it's um probably my third favorite. It's at number three, but it's also my third favorite like screenplay of the year, too. The writing is just very, very good. So overall, very impressed. You can stream it on HBO Max if
1: you're interested. All right. Never heard of it.
0: But, uh, it sounds like a good suggestion. We, you can uh, see how different our tastes are. Like, I'm very a film buff and like drama type person. So,
1: but that's cartoon, good, you know? cartoons for me. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cartoons uh, and classics, Chip and Dale. That's right. Rescue Rangers, motherfuckers. Uh, so, I Still initially didn't it. even want to watch. Yeah, I didn't. Look, yeah. I, w- I, I would be in your shoes. I didn't want to watch it. Uh, but I got so many, uh, ads for it on YouTube. Uh, same, yeah. I want to say I got it on, a uh, a couple, what was it? I don't think TikTok. It was cool yeah, but TikTok. I got ads. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, it's going to sound so stupid, but the thing that sold me was the original movie design for Sonic yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So I was like, I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching it is Sonic. I'm going to watch it. Uh, and I actually ended up loving the movie, but like uh, like many of us, at least my age, I didn't grow up with Chip, Chip and Dale. I think that was my parents' generation. Uh, I knew of them because I, I know Disney and stuff like that, but I didn't watch the, the Rescue Rangers show. Uh, but the movie was phenomenal. It's like a mix of live action cartoons, uh, CG, all this stuff. But it's, it, I wouldn't say it's a murder mystery. They repurposed it. Is it them, kind of but... like
0: um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? you know it's like that. It's kind of film like that yeah and yeah. there
1: actually is a mystery to be solved so yeah, it's that's a good uh way to describe it actually but uh there's just a lot of cameos and stuff like that a lot of good voice actors and stuff are in here um yeah like i i don't want to spoil anything uh if you haven't watched it because like it, it's a sleeper like you think oh man it's a stupid disney show a stupid disney movie trying to cash in on our uh, nostalgia but it was actually a good movie um the twist uh when you uh, saw it it was obvious it was obvious uh and it was a bit cheesy at times but again it's a disney property it's chip and dale of all things too so but like again the cameos is mainly why i watched and it was hilarious i will say the peter pan thing was in bad taste especially considering what happened to the actor uh but you know will arnett i believe did the voice for peter pan or whatever, whatever they called him, Big Pete or some shit like that. Uh, but they, <laughs> he, everybody did good. Yeah, everybody did good voice acting. Peter. So you know, no problems on that front. No, Will, uh, Will Arnett, not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like what I saw. So, but
0: yeah, um, this is one that's on my list to watch. Um, and I, I have no excuse because I have Disney Plus. But I've heard nothing but great. A recommendation and reviews for this movie everybody says like even if you didn't like we didn't grow up with them like he said but um everyone says it's it's a great movie and it's very funny some of the funniest stuff i, I did see this stuff with the um original sonic movie design though because that's such a meme it was <laughs> hilarious for them to put it in there and make fun of it it's just that's amazing all right but my number two surprising to no one is the batman Ooh. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt for people that can't see him wearing the Batman shirt. Um, what can I say, man? I am fucking obsessed with this movie. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. It, it. This movie blew me out of the water. I actually went and saw this in theaters with my mom, which is funny because it, it's a very dark toned movie and gritty, and coming from DC. You know i was nothing but nervous because every dc has kind of flopped for me movie wise there's been projects i've enjoyed like shazam is good you know but for us to get a grounded batman like man this is this is my kind of style of superhero movies that i would love to see it, it casted serious actors not just like super big name people um like you got colin Farrell as the batman who just he is the best pink i mean did I say the Batman? Yeah, you said the yeah, Batman, but you bad. said Penguin
1: earlier. They know what you mean.
0: Yeah, so Colin Farrell is casted as the Penguin, and I'm a huge Colin Farrell fan, and he just embodied the Penguin better than anybody, way better than Danny, Danny DeVito was funny. Danny DeVito's is funny, and he has the shape for the Penguin. But Colin...
1: <laughs> That's out of pocket. That's out of
0: pocket. <laughs> you remember that scene uh, when it he's fucking eating the fish Uh, and the goose coming out yeah that that scarred me as a kid (laughs) but yeah man colin Farrell's is getting his own show as the penguin for hbo max i'm very excited for that Uh, matt reeves directed this and he blew it out of the water i wish more superhero films was grounded like this because you see the rave it's getting it's for a damn good reason. Like, just imagine if we got more grounded movies for superheroes. Like, if we got a gritty-ass Spider-Man movie like this, oh, my God, it'd be over, bro. It, it, now, yes, it won't work for everybody. Yeah. Because um, Spider-Man is obviously comical, too.
1: And well, he also it, has different iterations. So, like, Spider-Man Noir would uh, maybe work. Yes. See, so that's, that's a good point. Um, or superior spider-man but this isn't spider-man batman go back go back yes yes but it
0: it works perfect because it is the batman and i would be happy if the dceu went in this direction of just grounded superheroes and i feel like if they went this way man that a lot of people would switch over honestly from marvel because like this is like this blows out anything marvel released this year tenfold and um I know a lot of people are skeptical of Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Um, he's scrawny. But exactly. But <laughs> he, he put on quite a lot of muscle for this film. And it works out because it's Batman uh, Zero, basically. Um, he's starting from the ground up. And he's a little goth boy in this movie. And I love that shit, bro. Most people can't oh. doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Little goth boy. But a lot oh, of people... Man doubted him and that's because they've only seen obviously twilight and harry potter yeah and they haven't seen like some of his more serious roles but i have so i knew that this was gonna be a home run and um it might be a little too early to say but he's my favorite batman (laughs) yep uh robert pattinson is my favorite batman um i'm also a huge fan of paul dano um a lot of people might know him from Prisoners and he's in another big movie this year directed by Steven Spielberg The Fablemans. Um he so Paul Dano plays the Riddler and I love this take on the Riddler. I mean this Batman. <laughs> yeah. This take on the Riddler um he's basically like a serial killer like vibes they gave him. What's this what's the serial killer Every Dahmer? No no no. What's the one where he did the
1: Zodiac. Killer. Zodiac,
0: yeah. So there's a Zodiac movie they kind of based his look off of, but it works so good in this world, and this is my favorite adaptation we've seen of Gotham City because I love the Christian Bell Batmans, and I love him as Batman, but the Gotham City kind of never felt like it did in the animated shows or in the comics even. So Matt Reeves really brought Gotham City to light, I feel like, and I just I can't wait for the sequels coming out and yeah Oh also oh, that- I I really three. loved a- Andy Circus too in this as a uh, Alfred <laughs> But yeah Andy Circus is a really good actor and I liked him and uh, Jeffrey Wright too as um James Gordon did great and I can't recommend this movie enough Yeah if you're not into superhero movies and you just like serious shit just watch this movie Well, you mentioned
1: the animated uh batman uh what would you relate it to i don't
0: know like you know in the animation it might be easier to show like the crime and stuff of the city and we got aspects of that in other batman movies but this feels like a lived-in world and you can really feel the ruin of gotham city and like the darkness the way they shot stuff this is one of the best shots shot movies of the entire year like there's a scene where he's coming through a tunnel uh and he's so menacing this is the most menacing batman he he's like more of the arkham series games you know everybody's fucking terrified of him and they really show that on screen um but yeah the scene he's coming through a tunnel and it's complete dark but then gunshots go off and that's what lights the scene um and that was all practical no cgi they did it with actual um what you call it like
1: flares or something but yeah well i asked that question uh because like what i've seen i didn't see the movie but from what i've seen and people ana- uh, <laughs> analysis people's analysis uh a lot of people related it to the 2003 uh the batman series from uh it was on cw okay. kids uh and that batman was a younger batman but it wasn't year one batman type shit uh, but he was like a younger Batman. He did get a Robin, but, um, that was like later on in the series, but his rogues, his rogues gallery and, um, Gotham, like you said, were very fleshed out. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, but they, they managed to capture the tone of Gotham. The characters were great. And that Batman, you could see he was learning with every fight, but he was like a younger Batman and it's not so much, um, uh, and this guy just passed Kevin Conroy, uh, yeah, rest yeah. It wasn't Kevin yes. Conroy's Batman. And it wasn't uh, Young Justice. I know Kevin Conroy still voiced him, but you know, Young Justice is Batman, and the Justice League Batman is a different Batman than the you know the Batman series uh, Batman. But it was like his, in his own universe. Um, but he was still young and learning, and it was more about the uh, you know him juggling, you know, being Bruce Wayne, him juggling, uh, you know, being a mentor to people, and you know, dealing with the villains every week. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Arkham stuff back then uh, in that show. No, but... So- but there was like a lot of cameos and stuff from like... it, it Really, um, I think that was my favorite iteration of the animated Joker because he was a crazy jester. He was like exactly what I think the Joker is. But um, it was just basically like, to me, that was like my favorite series. But it was... Uh, I say all this to say, this Batman seems like, even coming from me, it seems like this is like going to be like a favorite soon. Not everybody likes him now, but he's being slept on. But like... This Batman is, like, closer to, like, the source material.
0: Yeah, so that's a good pull because I would kind of describe it as a good mix of Arkham uh, games and then Batman Beyond. It gave me kind of those dark vibes, too, with Kevin Conroy. Um, But, yeah, I'm just a really fan of the grit that they pulled for this movie. And I'm just... I could talk about this movie forever. It's a three-hour movie. And I... There it was originally a four hour, I heard uh Matt Reeves was talking about, and I would have set through that no problem like three times. So <laughs> it's so good. Also, He's I not think lying. it's no, it's also I think the best opener we've ever got to any Batman. It is you get to see it from the villain's perspective, which we got to see, you know, in uh The Dark Knight with Joker. But this is just like if you kinda like horror in a way, there's elements of
1: that and Man, I just love it. All right, so before I do my number one, I'm going to do my honorable mentions and run uh, down the list. So, number five, Puss in Boots The Last Wish, with you know, that was a late, late entry, but you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, then, number four, we had Sonic the Hedgehog 2, big fan, no bias there though, that was a great movie. Uh, even if you don't like Sonic or you don't know Sonic, you knew of the movie. Uh, so, number three, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, stupid and silly name. But if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, you're going to love the transformations. You're going to love what it does for the story. You're not going to love the animation or the fact that Cell Max is back. But it was a great movie with the pacing, nonetheless. And we got to see Pan. So, and also, I forgot, Goten and Trunks aged. A lot of people have problems with that, but they finally aged in that movie. Uh, And then number two was Chippendale Rescue Rangers, with my honorable mentions being the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So this was a new Netflix original uh, movie. Uh, well, not Netflix original, but Netflix has a streaming, right? So it was a Netflix movie Uh, of the rise of the t- uh, TMNT series. Everybody hated the art style initially, but like, I don't know what happened in these last year, or year and a half, Uh, but everybody suddenly loves this version now because it was more anime stylized. Not like the, not the art direction, because the art direction was weird. I mean, it was creative and good, but it was like compared to like the 2003 Ninja Turtles, the 80s Turtles, the CGI Turtles from 2012, 2014, and then the Michael Bay Turtles, Different look. But these care And they rely on more mystical arts and ninja skills. But these Turtles are by far one of the best representations of the Turtles, I think. Because the whole dynamic is different. Here, you know, Leonardo is always the leader. Here, Raphael is the leader. Yeah. This takes place before the Turtles actually get, you know, established. So they're still learning their training. And this version of Master Splinter doesn't actually train him. He's a, not a failed, but he is... um. And a retired uh you know he's bruce lee in that universe he's a retired um martial artist and he got turned into a rat by like mystic uh stuff there, so there's no ooze at least as far as i know because i'm still watching it myself because i was one of those people i don't like to what the hell is this and uh it looks it looked different but like looking at the uh, the choreography the scenes and everything the fighting is by far the best that i've seen in any iteration of uh, the turtles and i love oh, the wow. 2003 fucking ninja turtles That's a take right there. And even the 2007 movie, Ninja Turtles, I keep forgetting about them. That was a slept on one too. The choreography mm -hmm. in 2007 was great, but this, The Rise of the TMNT, was greater. And my uh, second honorable mention, Wakanda Forever. Didn't see the movie, but the introduction of Neymar and Atuma alone is enough to watch this movie. That's all I got to say about that. that. It's a great movie. Oh yeah, my number one. Speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder. Now this was this was a reluctant pick. That's a hot take, bro. Yeah, it is. This is a reluctant pick, but I thought about it. He was just uh joking about God Butcher, yeah. Or Gore. I didn't like Gore. Gore, But like the recent uh you know depictions of Thor that we've gotten, it is silly and comical, but you know, after what we've seen from Endgame and uh, you know infinity war he kind of does deserve this he was depressed and all that shit super serious he's lost loki he doesn't have anybody now so now i'm not going to spoil the movie but he does get a companion at the end and you see in the movie they've uh, uh showed this in the trailers we know jane foster becomes thor for a brief time i'm mad that this was a missed opportunity to show beta ray bill that they teased in uh what was it ragnarok uh but you know it is what it is But we get to see more of uh, you know what the new uh, Asgardians are up to. We get to see a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy near the end. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's well not near the end near the beginning. No, it's in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You get to see what people are up to. Uh, But then you know Thor sets off on his own uh, at the end of the movie. And I was kind of upset because uh, the companion he gets, I thought it was supposed to be someone else that we see. And it would also make sense as why well. we saw Jane Foster uh, take up the mantle of Thor, and I thought they were going to give up the mantle of Thor, but they're not. But uh, we got to see more of the other gods in the MCU too. I, I like that. I didn't like the depiction of Zeus, but you know, Zeus is an asshole in mythology, so I mean, it kind of checks out. But I wish they would have did better there. But
0: yeah, and it, it's a. I think it's a good movie. You know, it's just when you compare it to Ragnarok, it had a lot to go up against because everybody kind of has Ragnarok way up there now on their Marvel list. But um yeah, great. I think it's a, it's, it's not on my top 10, but it's a good movie. I had a lot of fun with it and I'm a huge Christian bell bell fan. I think he's one of the greatest actors and um I love what he did. It's just, they didn't give him enough time,
1: they you know, because like I said, phase four for me was just missed opportunities. They didn't right. go far yeah. enough or they went in a completely different direction. And yes. had they just let these things cook for a little bit uh, more time, actually thought it out, uh, maybe had different people on there, you know, uh, so I'm pretty sure they showed these to, you know, reviewers and stuff before they actually released the final cut of the movie. Had they had uh, different people or people that actually know the source material on these panels and stuff, mm. maybe we would have got better stuff. But, you know. Yes. Yeah. And is um, is.
0: I got a shout out, though. Natalie Portman did great as Jane. Dude, she... She's a great actress and she just proves it. Muscular again again. mommy. You know, and <laughs> he's got a type. He's got a type. But I got to say, she's really a lot of the heart of this movie that it was very much needed. Like, she's the emotional beats of the movie. And um, Chris Hemsworth is great as Thor, but my favorite, as many people's favorites of Thor, is the Infinity War Thor. It's just you yeah. get to see him Endgame, right? Not Infinity War, right? No,
1: Infinity War, yeah. That's when he um not Fat Thor. I know that, but damn, I feel like he got a better, you know, ending in in end game than no, he did in
0: No, so for me, Infinity War was like his potential like it was realized finally you get to see how fucking powerful this guy is he held open and got blasted by a star you know what i'm saying okay yeah and yeah, yeah, um dude. he when he comes to wakanda everybody's fucking you know ecstatic You're now <laughs> yeah, yeah he just kills everybody and um some of the elements of this movie that i really loved was uh the guardians i love his like interaction with the guardians it's always hilarious the opening scene is Honestly, one of my favorite openings in Marvel recently. Um, because he's like
1: That was fucked up.
0: He's just wrecking their shit and they're like, Oh, he's not gonna destroy the towers he? he just runs through it. Um and some of the stuff got maybe a little too quacky. Uh Taiko Watiti, Watiti. Um, he you know, he he's got his genre that he does. It's like odd left field uh humor which he does well like ragnarok we got you know but sometimes i feel like he went too deep into that in this movie when we needed a little more seriousness um yeah i will
1: say though it was better than uh what is it
2: multiverse uh, of
1: yes it's See, by far I yeah didn't Mult- even committed to memory <laughs> multiverse
0: of madness we went and seen the theaters and it's it's the most disappointing Marvel movie I've ever seen, honestly. Cause there was so much promise and hype around this movie. And um that's why the original director left, because he wanted to do all those things, you know, that we were gonna see, all the different multiverses, but they have different creative differences, so he left, sadly. But that's a whole different topic of discussion we'll get into. But yeah. You have anything else to say about Thor? I'm sorry I started rambling.
1: No. No, that's yeah, that's all I had.
0: One more thing about that too is a lot of people didn't like how goofy it got, and Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth has come out and stated that he's kind of not happy with the direction they've taken the character. So he said if he returns, it would have to be in a way serious direction, which I think it, I think would really work for his character. But um, all right, it's a good pick though. It's still like really fun though, you know. Um I, wait, one more thing. How did you
1: like Zeus? I thought
0: Zeus was
1: like he was funny but like him being the chief uh of, yeah. of all the gods there, you know, I expected him to take his role a little bit more serious. I expected him to I guess this is me honestly. You know, I expected him to have like a better physique, you know. He was <laughs> yeah, he looked yeah. more like Dionysus is uh you yeah. know described. I expected Zeus to have this air about him, you know, you know, be regal. And we seen with the deleted scenes, he could have been like that but They took mm-hmm. those out, so yeah, and you know that
0: actor is capable too because he played gladiator and stuff like that. So, but I thought it was a funny take and not it was serious, funny, yeah, but, yeah. Like and
1: when anyway, he did his little skirt, and um, <laughs> it's just the position <laughs> they put him in. I was like, okay, well, yeah, he, why would you the, let this guy govern you? <laughs> like, the stuff with
0: the uh lightning rod, too, <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> all right. But let me recap um, my top five movies. I about said 10. Sorry. My top five was at five. I had Nope. On four, I had On the Count of Three. At three, I had Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, And at two, I had The Batman. Now, for my honorable mentions, I got to shout out Avatar The Way of Water. Now, this movie is not... Uh, You know, a lot of people like to hate on it because of how successful the first one was. But this movie, um, you know, it's kind of still has problems with the story. It's still, I think, better than the first one story wise. It does stuff that I really enjoy. Like the visuals are really breathtaking. Um, James Cameron, you know, he's in his own lane with the way they do digital CGI stuff. And everything's basically CGI in the movie from the water. And it looks so realistic. I just got to shout that out. You know, it didn't make my list, but I, I thought it was a good time. Um, let's see. Another one I mentioned is um, this movie on Apple TV. It's an original called Causeway. And um I relate to this movie very heavily. So Causeway is a movie that stars Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyrese Henry. And basically Jennifer Lawrence is a veteran that suffers a traumatic brain injury. Um,
1: why is that funny <laughs> and
0: no because I relate to it but she, oh. she basically has to relearn everything and for people that don't know this past year I've been dealing with a brain injury that I received from working so I can relate to it very heavily she's very anxious heavy and um has to relearn her way and she finds a friend in uh, Brian Tyrese Henry and he's he did one of my favorite performances all year So I got to shout that out. And I think the last one that I will give a shout out to is actually bullet train. Have you seen this man? It is. It's hilarious. It's different from any Brad Pitt movie I've seen. And it's just a great time. Again, Brian Tyrese Henry. and he
1: beats was in there.
0: Yeah. It's great to see them in a movie together. And he is, he shows that he could be very comical too, you know? So, um, yeah, man. It, I just had a great time with this. Tangerine and lemon was definitely standouts. Uh, did you enjoy it?
1: I didn't watch the movie, uh, uh, Bullet Train. I just seen clips from TikTok.
0: Well, if anybody's interested in watching it, it's on Netflix, but it's a, it's a great time. It's very good, very different from anything that came out that year. It's one of the funniest ones. But yeah, one more. Elvis, not really a great movie, but I w- wanted to shout out Austin Butler's performance in that movie because, man, did he commit. Like, he was Elvis for that movie. So I just want to shout that out, but Tom Hanks was a fucking joke in that movie. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is, like, such an acclaimed, like, great actor, but he took this character, a real-life character, and went into a false direction with it. You know what I mean? So... My number one. what? That's not a hot take. Everybody hates him. It's not. It's
1: just. (laughs) I never thought you'd say fuck Tom Hanks.
0: In that movie. I love Tom Hanks. I think he's a great actor. He's a little weird with like religion stuff. And he's kind of an odd person. But he's a great actor. Uh, But my number one. Is everything everywhere all at once. Now this movie. I don't. I don't know where to begin, man. This is not just the best movie of this year. This is the greatest movie I've seen in my entire life. Yes.
1: I got I to gotta interview. Even better than Spider-Man? Because you went and seen that in theaters multiple times.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is on a whole different level. This beats everything. Trump's everything I've ever seen. Star Wars, uh, Spider-Man, every single movie. Like, this is just... I don't know. I've never related to a movie more. Um, Which is... If you've seen it, it's a weird statement to say because it's a movie of multiverses. This is like kind of like what Multiverse of Madness should have been. Like we go through all these different phases and and this is way better. Um, It's directed by the Daniels and people might know them because they directed the Turn Down for What music video. And it was, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, that look that little cuz we have seen their trailer for every the movie. I'm not even going to begin cuz I might miss something. I'm not going to pronounce the title, but we seen a trailer during Multiverse of Madness. So I was like, that kind of looks familiar like the Yes. Yes. Scenes. We was like, "Oh, so, that looks
0: fucking dope." Yeah. But yeah, they they're very like odd directors and um they just won two for best director of the year at the um Critics Choice Awards. We'll see at the um what's the the Oscars, but We'll see. But anyways, man, this stars Michelle Yeoh. Um, And this movie was like her breakout role to me. She's a great actress, but she said that nobody's ever taken her serious or given her like a serious role. So if you listen to her talk about this movie, she cries because she gets to finally act like how she wanted. And she's got a standout performance. It also uh, stars Jamie Lee Curtis and a young actress, uh, Stephanie... Hugh, I think is how you say her name, but she's a new actress that I, man, she's the star of that movie. But really, I mean, most people know Ki hoo Kwan. He, he's the comeback. Yeah. He's like the comeback story of the year. Uh, him and Brendan Fraser. But, yeah, yeah. He was in the Goonies and Indiana Jones, and he didn't get to act for thirty some years because there was no opportunities for Asians. So. And it's funny because he got back into acting because of Michelle Yeoh. He went and saw Crazy Rich Asians. And, anyways, I think Ki Hu Quan. I th- I I thought it was Hugh, but he says Hui. I think. Um, best performance all year. Um, and that was something because the movies list was stacked this year. And um, woo man, I've just never been so emotional about a movie. I so one thing about me is I never really cry during movies or TV because I could kind of you know take myself out of it and say oh this isn't real life and stuff like that dude when I tell you <laughs> the last hour or so of this movie I cried eight times in a row which is out astonishing I, I'm not really a real emotional person but this movie just spoke to me in a key's performance man he just brought so much heart and compassion to this role and i just don't know what to say it's, it's a phenomenal movie and i've it's like a movie that you need in your life to like kind of reset and take you out of life you know what i mean like if you're down and you're like just like everything sucks it's like you watch this and you start you know i can't say enough nice things about this i'm kind of gushing over it it's just that's how important this movie is to me and it's a modern classic, and it's my favorite movie of all time.
1: Yeah. All right, now uh, what... <laughs> I'm
0: sorry I was rambling, but I'm just no, this movie you... is just, oh. One know. more thing they didn't they didn't have like a big budget for this movie because it is so wild, um, and it was like five people that did all the visual effects. Which, if you've seen this movie, you know how insane that is. And these people aren't like high class like um people that do visual effects they're just like their friends that they got to do it and they learned as they were going and the visual effects are something else in this movie and
1: yeah man it's, it's I will say it's beautiful movie better to have like a smaller team though cuz you can, everybody can be on the same page mm-hmm. there's less stuff that gets lost through translation and i don't mean translation is obviously you know Literal be in different languages but i mean you know as you keep it's like the telephone game you keep saying one thing in Eng, you know in english it gets diluted over time so having a smaller team would probably be easier but also difficult in terms of like the workload but like
0: right yeah you and
1: play it, out probably a smaller team would be better
0: right yeah and they they was all really close while making this movie and i gotta say it's great to see like asian americans get more opportunities and more serious roles and because this follows like um a family, you know, of foreigners that come here. And it's just, it's very beautiful. Well, on to the recommendations. You want me to recommend first or? Yeah, I'll let you go first. I went Obviously, the... I'm just going to recommend you the movie I just said. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Because I now, feel like this is a movie everybody should watch at least once in their lifetime.
1: Yeah. Now, is it on any streaming platforms or is this like? So, yes. Sure I can get I, the disc?
0: No, so it's on... Showtime. uh, This isn't for you. I have you covered. Okay. But for people that have Showtime, it's on Showtime for streaming. And you can also rent it, I think on Apple TV and Amazon Prime. But for Kindle, I actually have (laughs) the Blu ray and um, digital disc for him to watch.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, And
0: if you know me, I don't really buy DVDs or movies anymore. But this is how important this movie is to me i just wanted to see all of the bonus scenes and the behind the scenes dialogue and stuff like that
1: there's commentary then right yes there's commentary okay so Look, i'm not as big as a film buff as uh matthew here but like as a kid i used to just sit in the uh the, the special features i'd watch the movie obviously one time but then i'd immediately go to the uh, the special features and go to uh and look at the commentary. Now, sometimes there would be commentary from the directors, you know, the people that wrote the movie, and then sometimes there would be commentary for the actors. I used to do this for like Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man 3. Smaller movies that. too, um, yeah. you know, like uh, like Adam Sandler movies and stuff like that, if there was commentary, but like, mainly animated stuff, because I'd like to know how things worked. I, I really want to get into animation and stuff like that. So I like, the main thing I would do is go yes. into uh, special features. I I'm look the same up the way. scenes. The uh how they made it, uh the bonus shorts that there was bonus shorts, and then commentary.
0: Yes. And um, I'm not recommending this to Kendall just because it's my favorite thing that I'm pushing on to him. I really think he will enjoy it because it is um it's it's dramatic, but it's also the I think the funniest movie I watched all year. It's just so outrageously hilarious. And there's a lot of choreography that reminds me of Jackie Chan like they're yeah, fighting exactly they're fighting with um like you know how jackie is very Improvi- physical- uh, yeah. improv uh and he, I'm fa- he fights with his surroundings like ladders and chairs and stuff like that and there's a scene in here um where wayman Ki kihu kwan's uh character he fights with a um a fanny pack and it's just like jackie chan you know so i really think you will enjoy this movie and you gotta watch it now i got the dvd <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, we already did TV show, so yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: What is your recommendation for me, sir?
1: So, I honestly don't know what to recommend you cuz you already said uh, my my initial one was Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but you said that was in your list already. But So, yeah. Uh I'll probably just recommend cuz you probably haven't uh, watched it at all either. Um Netflix Rise of the Team Rise of the TMNT
2: the movie okay. it'll say it'll
1: say the movie that'll differentiate from the, the series and the uh the, you know the movie so that one and you'll know it because it'll, it'll have weird designs you're like you will it'll look like turtles you haven't seen before because like i said these designs are out there but i'm hoping once you see this movie uh because i watched it twice i loved it that much oh, uh, oh, okay. once you see this movie you understand what I mean about the choreography, uh, the design of the Turtles, and even the writing. And like you said, you like Raphael the favor- uh, the best. Yeah, he's, well, he's my favorite. He, yeah, He's the leader this time around. Oh, yeah. That's uh, for me. I, I will say, though, uh, this movie, uh, they kind of make cause Leonardo, obviously, in every iteration, Leonardo becomes the leader anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, some part uh, is time travel. So, you know, in the future, he is the leader. But at right now, as of now, uh, or when it takes place, Raphael is the leader. So you'll like that.
0: I'm going to love that. And um, yeah, I've been meaning to get back into Teenage Mutant Turtles again. I haven't really picked them up since um high school or something, but I'm excited because there's a lot of new material coming out with them, you
1: know? Right. And it's on Netflix, right? Netflix. Netflix. I mean, it right. could be on Paramount Plus, but I remember it being uh, advertised specifically for Netflix, but Paramount owns uh, the Turtles, obviously, because it's Viacom. Uh, you can watch the series, uh, if you, if you love the movie that much, you can watch the series Rise of the TMNT on Paramount Plus or Netflix. I think Netflix still only has like a select, uh, bit of episodes where it's Paramount Plus has them all. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's a good pick. And I plan on watching Chip and Dell as well. So I'll probably let you know how I feel about both of them. And, uh, just a reminder for everybody with these recommendations, we're giving each other. Um, we're going to be discussing them in a future episode. Uh, we don't really know when yet, but we got to have time to really digest what we suggest to each other. And right. we're going to have discussions about it, like what we like and what we thought about it overall,
1: you know? And also if you have suggestions and, you know, we actually, you know, cause we will, we will read, uh, you know, uh, your comments and stuff, uh, your emails and stuff like that. Uh, if you send us something, give us a bit of time. Cause like I said, we're going to do the, or like he said, we're going to do these in episodes, but like getting to you guys' recommendations We'll either make, like, a separate episode totally just going over you guys' recommendations. Mm -hmm. Uh, But keep in mind, we'll get to them when we can. Uh, If we do get, like, a lot of requests, I don't expect us to get, like, a a lot now because we're just now starting out. But, you know, if you do, just, you know, be aware. It's not going to be the next episode you hear because we film these or record these in batches. So just give it time and we'll get to it.
0: Yes. And you you can send those recommendations to us on email. We're at MediaBuffetPod at gmail.com. And we, like he said, we'll get back to you, but we might need a little time. But I think that kind of concludes this episode. Yeah, it
1: was another long episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: so th- thank you, everybody, for listening. If you got this far and listened to us ramble, especially me, I rambled a lot this episode. But um, I'm very just passionate about movies and film. So, yeah, Yeah. you got anything to say, Mr. Kendall?
1: Uh, no, just, uh, you know, thanks for watching. Thanks for putting up with our, you know, silly antics, uh, spread the word, share the podcast. If you're listening, uh, you know, we're, we'll probably be on most uh, streaming platforms and stuff like that, where you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, just spread the word. It's very much appreciated. Yes. Leave a, a review.
0: Yes. If you, that's a big thing for people that have podcasts, if you could leave us a review or a comment or like, it helps other people find us. And, um, yeah. You could also watch us on YouTube at Media Buffet Pod, and all of our socials as well is at Media Buffet Pod. So, thanks again for tuning in to this uh, very lengthy episode, and we'll catch you on the next one.